Well, good evening. It's Friday. It's just got half past seven. We're a little bit late tonight. A few uh, technical issues, shall we say. Uh, but we are here now. Of course, it is the regular Friday show, the Arsenal Women's Show. It's going to be a good show this week. Finally, a little bit more positivity we can feel, actually, about uh, about the Arsenal women this week. It's been a decent week on the pitch. Um, a few controversial moments, maybe, off the pitch, which we will talk about as well. All coming up on the other side of this. That slightly funkier intro there that I thought we had a little rocky one there that we'll try this week to see about that. Um, so this is the Arsenal Women's Show, of course. As always, we've got the usual guys in for what's going to be a very good show. I'm still in the dark, but I'm sure we're... Uh, <laughs> um, Andreas, welcome back. Are you okay? You had a good week? Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Week was okay. <laughs> Interesting week for the Arsenal women. And so I'm looking forward to talk about everything now with you. And a very nice top you've got on as well. Oh, I like it too. <laughs> it's very cool. Very, very cool indeed. And, of course, we haven't got Matt this week. We've got uh, Tobin Heath's property. Uh, Matt, how are you doing? you got to show everyone your, show everyone your new haircut that you got. Yeah, it's really go on, nice. it's it's wrong side, isn't it? So, uh, it's on the right-hand side. So, yeah, it's on the right-hand side. So. <laughs> no, I can't yeah, it's really yeah, awkward to do. Yeah. Trying to get it in the right place, but <laughs> you can just about see it there. Yeah, I can see it. He said last week he was going to get the number of the, uh, our first goal scorer, and it was Tobin Heath, of course, uh, as we will come on to. So that's fantastic. Number 77, is Tobin Heath property now. That's it. That deal's done yeah, in the transfer window. <laughs> Matt now belongs to Tobin Heath until, uh, well, until his hair grows out, probably, which is probably <laughs> a week or two. Um, but anyway, good to have you back. And of course, Amar as well. How are you doing? You look a bit brighter yeah. now. That's good to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit weird, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, it's been a good week. Lots to talk about. Let's crack on with it, I guess. Yeah, it has been a, a good. It's been a better week than we've experienced recently, anyway. Which yeah. is nice to see. And yeah, finally, of course, the gold drought from twenty twenty two finally yeah. over. It took a long time coming actually last week, yeah, but we will start with a game that was um, at its good moments and at its rather controversial moments as well. Also, that fantastic moment there in the final few seconds at Manchester City on Sunday. Tobin Heath scored that goal that I thought we fully deserved. And for me, that yes. was a return to much more like the Arsenal performances that we'd expected earlier in the season, you know, against a very good team, very good form that they came into the game. Man City, as we spoke about last week, they had all their big players back. And we went there on a ground that we don't do particularly well traditionally. And I thought we put in a really, really good performance, actually. And we, the least we deserved was a draw. And it would have been a total injustice had we not got it, particularly in the way the goal was scored, which we'll come on to a bit later. But I want to focus, first of all, just on, on our performance, actually, because we did come into this game on a really, really poor run. Um, really, three defeats in a row either side of Christmas. We wasn't scoring goals. We wasn't playing particularly yeah. well. Confidence had gone. And this was a, a game that, had we lost, um, you, you think the season could have really fell apart quite quickly. But we went there, and I thought we produced one of our best away performances against such a good team uh, of the season, probably, actually. It's up there with anything that we've produced all season, I thought. Yes, one or two issues that we still need to improve. But overall, that was so much better. And I thought that, particularly in the first half, we settled into that game so well. 
and, and I thought mm. we were the better team actually, and we were unfortunate to, to go behind as, as we'll come on to. But one yeah. thing you can't, you know, you can criticise the team in recent weeks for some of the performances and, and stuff like that. But what you can't criticise them for is a lack of spirit and a lack of heart and desire. Absolutely. Once Absolutely. again, second, the second time this season away from home, we've got a, a last minute uh, stoppage time equaliser in a bigger away That's game. Right. Just goes to show what this team's about. And, you know, I think they, they need a lot of credit for that. I mean, Andreas, what did you make of the performance overall? Because I thought it was really good, actually, a really strong performance. Yes, it was the best performance for a very long time. And uh, to be honest, I was surprised how we came into the match. Uh, the first half, we were the better team. And most of the time, we were in control of the match. And uh, mm. as I said, I, mm. I, I didn't expect that. It was really strong performance. And I think uh, City was surprised how, how self-confident, how strong uh, Arsenal got into the match. And uh, uh, of course, they were not... not not two big chances, but uh, two or three situations in which we could have scored. And uh, yeah, as I said, um, Arsenal was in control in the first half. But uh, we also have to to say that uh, City is still a very strong team. And with the return of, of uh, Lucy Blanc or Steph Houghton, so they they are back uh, to their to their strength. And uh, so it, it's normal that uh, you can't control the whole match and that. The, the, in second half, City had a good good scenes. Okay, I think uh, Lucy Bons was uh, it was the best performance from her I saw for a long time. Mm -hmm. Of course, she was out very long, but uh, in this match we saw what what she's able to do. And uh, yeah, in the end, it was it was a deserved uh, draw. Uh, yeah, uh, we really deserved the point, but uh, of course it was. It was luck that uh, in 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 stoppage time uh, to score, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and City will be very disappointed uh, to, to, to concede a goal in the 92nd minute. But all in all, the draw was, uh, yeah, it it was well deserved, and I think it was the correct result for this really really good match. I agree. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a really good advert for women's football. Actually, the two two good teams going for each other, um, playing some good football. Yeah, there was one or two little incidents in the game. But overall, I thought it was a really good advert for women's football. And um, it, and I thought a draw on the day was the, was the right result. I mean, Matt, you were actually there, wasn't you, in the stadium um, watching the game. Did you come away from that feeling that the draw was was a fair result overall? I mean, we could have won it, actually, with some of the chances that we had. But equally, we could have lost it as well. We were so close to losing. So I guess a draw, we've got to be pleased with that overall. Did you feel that was a fair result? Um. Honestly, I think we deserved a little bit more, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. um, from that first half, we could have scored mm. twice uh, straight away. Nikita Paris, um, with, mm. uh, just I think she got right. a couple of theirs, but got blocked. Um, and I think it was Beth as well. Beth got hers made, uh, blo blocked as well. But yeah. it's just typical City, isn't it? They've got that almost it's an English wall, isn't it? Uh, of uh, <laughs> defense, so it, it was it was a typical performance from City. Um, I was really really ashamed, really, that the away fans were everywhere. Like they weren't in one location. Mm. So we were all spotted about. We've got I I had um, a few people behind me chanting, trying to get things going. But you had Arsenal fans here and there. <laughs> and I, I couldn't chant because I had two kids next to me on either side. Mm. So, but um, it was nice to hear a few of the new new girls' chants. That's for sure. 
Um, but just on the game itself, I think it was one we can look back on and go, you know what? It was a great game. We got our mojo back in the end of it. Mm. Um, mm. And more importantly, the bet was done. <laughs> the bet has been paid off. Um, the video is out. It's all over on Twitter and on the Facebook. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not doing any more bets at the moment because um, <laughs> this, this is paid off in the end. You won't have any hair left if you do any more bets. You know, <laughs> you yeah, so weeks if you're going to do another one, you to diet, wouldn't it? Go maybe, diet, wait, maybe wait until we play in Chelsea, then maybe do something for that game, perhaps, because that's oh, obviously nice. the next really, really big game that we've got, isn't it? Coming up quite soon, but but yeah, I mean, I suppose a draw was was. Was that was the least that we deserved at the game? It would have been a travesty if we lost. I thought for the way that we played and what we'd given that game. I thought we gave everything in that game to get a result, and I say in the end we did get it. I mean, Amar, what did you make of the performance? And was you pleased with how we played? Because it has that was the best performance that we've produced, as Andrea said, for quite some time actually, wasn't it? Especially away from home. I'd say that was probably the best performance we produced on the road since the two 0 win at Manchester United back in November. The girls really dug in and you could they really um played played for the I wouldn't say they haven't been playing for the shirt of the night, but they really dug in and made Manchester City, especially the first half, I really, I noticed that um they didn't really have, have the tools or the necessary weapons to open us up. We 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 kept a good solid shape and all over the pitch and uh we did restricted them to half chances and and apart from when was it when uh, they made a mistake at the back, we actually looked at them more likely to open the scoring. They don't, don't mm. remember Manu having to make a save in the first half. And yeah, so I said the most pleasing aspect was that they dug in and fought hard and uh, and were able to restrict City to like half chances at best. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I guess one of the reasons for that was probably the return of Leah to the starting lineup. We've been desperate for her to come back in the team. I know she didn't last more than the first half, but it was good yeah. to see her back. And um, I thought she played really well, actually. You can see what difference she makes, bringing the ball out of defence. Um, yeah. Not only is she good at keeping the ball away from our goal, she's actually good at starting attacks at the other end as well. We've missed both of those aspects to the to the game, actually. So it was good to see her back in, in the starting lineup. And um, We've got Russ in the chat as well. He says, oh, how are you doing? Yeah, oh, hope you're well, Russ. Thanks for joining, mate. Good to, good to see you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was, uh, that was great to see Leah back. And um, unfortunately, though, we cannot talk about this game without talking about the bizarre goal that Manchester City yeah. scored. I mean, I, I still can't. I mean, I've, I've seen it back 20 times and I still can't get my head around why the goal was allowed to stand. I mean, everybody knows the rules. And yes, you can understand it if the pass was clearly going to go across to, to Demi Stokes or to a Man City player. But yeah. it was actually going into the centre circle where there was Beth Mead and a Man City player. Beth, I think it yeah. might have been... Um, I can't remember who it was now, but both going for the ball. There's no way of knowing what would have, the outcome of that would have been. There's no way that ball would have ended up where it did had it not hit the referee. And surely the referee had to, um, you know, stop the play. And the fact that they went on and scored made it even worse. I mean, Andreas, what did you make of that? I mean, is there a rule in, in, the, in the German league about that when the referee touches the ball? or Because if it's supposed to be in England, that they're supposed to stop the game and give a drop ball. The rule is the same. Uh, it's it's so so clear and uh, I can't understand this this goal was irregular and uh, mm. the moment when when the ball touched the referee I was sure that uh, the mm. game stopped yeah. so yeah. The, the first the first moment when when city continued playing I thought oh, well it doesn't count it's it's it stopped mm. <laughs> they, they could stop running with the ball and and then she 
she made she made a wink that uh, come on play come on uh, go mm. on play. <laughs> I was totally astonished and and I think if if we had uh, the the video assistant referee the, the VAR uh, this goal would never have stood uh, absolutely absolutely that this goal would have uh, would have stood with a VAR and and then uh, it's absolutely normal that our uh, players uh, were complaining or, or that, mm. that Jonas was complaining and then giving the the yellow card and now this uh, this investigation and and maybe we will be punished for that uh, no <laughs> absolutely not not a regular goal it just seems doesn't it and and you know i know people probably say oh, arsenal fans are paranoid they say, oh, but it always seems to be arsenal that's on the end of these decisions no other team seems to suffer on the back of it you could almost guarantee that had that been the opposite way around and had the ball had it been an arsenal attack the ball had struck the referee probably. she would have stopped the play no. guaranteed she would have stopped the play and i, I think it's been quite a team especially being yeah. the team I think it's quite significant as well that that same referee was due to referee our game last night against Brighton. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, they changed the, the appointment and put someone else in charge. For me, that says everything that you need to know and it shows yes. everything that you need to know about the validity of that goal. And yes. if that goal had proved to be the winning goal, Man City won that game 1-0 on the back of that goal, I think Arsenal should have put in, a, well, we couldn't anyway, perhaps, but we should have we should, we should have put in a, a protest against that, that that goal because you cannot mm, let a game mm. of that importance be decided yes. by a goal like that. That's a completely yeah, yeah, against, true. it's against the rules of the game. It's also against the, the spirit of the game because she had to yeah. stop it. I mean, Matt, you was there. What was the reaction like from the crowd inside the ground when the play was allowed to go on? I didn't actually understand what happened. I just thought it was a ball mm. that had just been deflected. I didn't understand or see oh. who it was. Mm. Um, but if I was higher up, because I was right at the, uh, right towards the front, I wouldn't have seen who exactly would have been. But there, I'm going to be honest, there was a couple of instances that were here and there. So the... Um, Lauren Hemp and Kate McCabe went into each other. Yes, um, yes, right. Hemp went marching in, and McCabe just stepped in and just like stopped her yeah. in the tracks. And I thought it's going gonna, it's gonna to end in all end in tears at some point, or the handbags will be out. Yeah. Um, uh, Georgia Stanway got away with a really dangerous slide tackle on Leah Walty in. Was it Val? Was it Merritt? No, it was Leah. It was Leo. Oh, was it? Oh, I yeah, it was on the same ankle as well, oh, uh, where she got herself injured oh, during the uh, Birmingham game. So uh, I would consider yeah, her a, a bit lucky that yeah. she got away free. But uh, we talk about referees all the time. And the referees need help, full stop. Whether it's <laughs> development, making sure that there's some help out there. But the fact is, is that this is almost a grey area that we're in. Uh, because as far as they saw it, that from the uh, the referee was uh, was okay to play, carry it on because the ball touched Man City player. Therefore, it was them then on the attack. So she hadn't interfe interfered with play. But you're right. I think that I think it should be clear as day that if the referee was to touch it at any point it's a free kick to or it's a drop ball or drop you ball, yeah. Yeah. or you give something you don't just go oh okay you'd expect that to probably happen in grassroots not at one of the well it's more advertised now around the world but one of the um 
top league, not the top leagues, but one of the leagues in Europe for women's football. It's just unbelievable how professionally that we've come across poorly. And you sit and wonder, we've got the Euros next on. Yes. And you just wonder how many of those refs, uh, you've probably got your way for all sitting on the board going, right, these refs aren't good enough. These refs aren't good enough. And then they won't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the thing that kind of has, has really annoyed me about it more than anything else is the fact that this season in particular, the women's football has been put into the spotlight with the new TV deal. And yeah. a lot, you know, we're building up towards the Euros as well. And it's getting so much positive publicity about it. The game's on the telly. Everyone's talking about how much it's improved, mm-hmm. how great it is to watch. And then you've got referees. And as you said, as you rightly said there, Matt, that's the sort of a refereeing decision you probably wouldn't even see on a Sunday morning at kids' football because referees understand the game. And <laughs> why? I mean, you know, Tom's got a comment in the chat which is quite interesting. He says, Dermot Gallagher didn't think there was a problem. His reasoning was because of the amount of play which carried on after the referee touched the ball prior to the goal being scored. Well, that's not the point, is it? As soon as the ball touches the referee, they're meant to yeah. stop the game, regardless of what happens after that. You know, she shouldn't have even let it get to the Man City player. As soon as it's hit the referee, she saw there was an Arsenal player and a Man City player directly behind the chat would have been challenging for that ball. She's got to stop the game. It doesn't matter what happened after that because what happened after that's irrelevant because it shouldn't have happened because the game should have been stopped. It should have been a yeah. drop ball. And the fact that a referee supposedly at the highest level of women's football, it's the highest level of women's football, the WSL, yes. it's up there, you know, it's the, you know, the highest level you can get. You can't get any higher in women's football than the WSL. So it's a top league and you've got a referee that clearly does not understand the game and you've got former referees like Dermot Gallagher backing them up. That's not what's needed. What's needed is the, yeah. ref, the people that's running the referees. I mean, obviously, to me, the referee, the people that's running the referees know there's a problem because they took her off our game last night, right? Yes, potential for, for problems because the players would not have been happy with her and it could have been potentially a, a fiery situation. That may be more why. But ultimately, the referees have got to be held accountable for their mistakes. When it's an obvious mistake like that, you know, if it's a decision that you make, is it a penalty? Is it not a penalty? There's no VAR. You can understand they get that wrong. Is it offside, not offside? You can understand if they make those decisions, you can hold your hands up and say they're human. That's fair enough. But for something like this, that's so obvious, there's no debate about it. It's not, is it this no. or is it that? It's clearly hit her. And as soon as it hits her, she's got to stop the game. You know, it's just, there's no other, there's nothing else she can do. And it's just madness that she didn't do it. And of course, the fact that Man City went on a score directly from that actually made it worse. Yes. If they had done, if it just gone out of play or they'd had a shot and it was saved, maybe everybody would have understood and maybe thought, okay, you know, the referee needs to learn from that in future, but let's not make a deal of it. But the fact they scored in such an important game made the problem even worse, didn't it? I mean, Emma, what did you make of that? Was you throwing things at the telly and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't throw. I wouldn't throw things at the telly. But I, I, when I saw it initially, I thought. I didn't know what the rule was, but then something clicked in my mind and said, if that was in the Premier League, surely that would be a drop ball. I yeah. mean, like, it's pretty yeah. obvious. It's to clearly cause the path of the ball to deviate. Okay, maybe it's not to do with the way the ball, but it clearly, it, she clearly is interfering with play and it's got to stop it and bring it back. I mean, if that was in the Premier League, you'd see more than what Arsenal women's did, than what the players did, and for it to be deemed as a, for it to be deemed as failing to control their players. I mean, where did they get that from? I mean, I've seen much worse in the Premier League. If you go back to the, actually the game, the Emirates right at the start of the year when the, the men were unlucky to lose to City in that one. I mean, they, then they were charged. You could understand that. But this was nothing compared to that. And I saw that. I thought the referees just completely got that one wrong. And for, for her to be backed up, they even had the law on the women's football show later that night. They had the law right up. And clearly, even 
Reshman and who was it? Um, Laura Bassett were surprised by it yesterday mm. in the commentary in the Arsenal Brighton game. They were, um, so they seemed to back her up. But I mean, it's clear, clear and obvious that there should have been a drop ball. And as I said, until that point, they had looked absolutely, we were the better team and we looked the more likely to score. And from that one, they, they went on to dominate and put us under a bit of pressure. So yeah, I find it staggering that that they would that um, that they the play was allowed to continue that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was unbelievable, actually. I mean, fair enough, it, when I was doing the watch along, I was sort of watching the game, and I actually, when the game was coming, I was sort of almost laughing about it, thinking, well, obviously they're going to they're gonna pull it back. <laughs> and then she's actually given the goal. I'm like, you're joking me. It's, it was just same, incredible. Same. It, I've never seen anything like that at, at top-level professional football. Whatever, whatever anybody thinks about women's football, this is top-level sport, right? It's yes, top-level it women's sport. And for decisions like that to be made... On a game that's live on telly around the world, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I actually feel a little bit embarrassed for the referee actually to have to have done that. But ultimately, it cost us an important goal, and it could have cost us um, three points, which would have maybe decided that the league title and something like that would be incredible. Luckily, it didn't happen, yeah. um, and we did get the goal. But I mean, yeah, and it's you know you, you, we've touched on it there about the fact that now the FA are charging our players. Let, let's be honest here. I, I don't think our players reacted particularly no, as badly yeah, as I would have done. If I'd been playing and that happened and I was playing, I would have been a lot more angry than what our players were. Our players didn't really, I didn't think they did. The, the main yeah. culprit Jonas was got a bit Jonas excited, on, on the sideline. to get a bit excited, doesn't he? Yeah, and then he gets booked by the referee. I'm like, what's that <laughs> yeah. He, know, he yeah. was he was screaming and shouting. I, yeah, I, all I could see from my seat was Jonas just like really angrily. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was. Realized. You can understand yeah. why. I was doing the same, really. So, and I think people watching it on telly were. But I mean, he, he maybe know he needs to show a little bit more restraint. But maybe yeah, find yeah. him. Yeah. If you're going to find anybody, maybe charge him with maybe uh, his reaction possibly. Especially after what he did yeah. in the Man United game as well. I suppose you know maybe charge him. Don't charge the players because I don't think the players did anything wrong at all. No, they asked the question. They was asking the question to the referee. Why haven't you stopped the game? That's yeah. all they were doing. They wasn't over the top. They wasn't pushing her around. They wasn't being aggressive in her face. They were just asking the question. And it wasn't all the players. It was a yeah. couple of the players. Katie McCabe, obviously, she likes to get involved. Fair enough. You know, that's her yeah. character. Yeah, that was Beth Kim was down her side yeah. as well. So yeah, she... yeah, it was down her side, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I just find it bizarre that, you know, not only has the referee made a mistake, the FA, instead of, instead of uh, what they're trying to do, what it feels like, they're trying to protect the referee rather than actually look at the problem and say, this is wrong in future, we need to make sure these mistakes aren't happening. If we're going to promote women's football and uh, we want to give it the right impression to the Absolutely. world, and, and that's not acceptable. And the way the Arsenal players behaved was fine, I thought, in the circumstances, oh. when you've got to bear in mind the importance of the game and the importance of the yeah. first goal in that game. That's I don't know. Sorry, Rich. Terry's put in a really good point. I don't know if you've just seen it or not. No, no, it's not. Yeah, what would the ref have done if the ball was cut out and we broke away and scored? Well, obviously, she would have stopped the game. Yeah. No, but the reason she would have stopped the game is because possession would have changed. It would have gone from Manchester City who had the ball to us. So that would have been, I think she would definitely have stopped the game in that situation. But in this situation, because the ball was going towards an Arsenal player and a Man City player just behind her, who knows where that ball would have gone if it hadn't touched a referee? We might have won the ball. And who knows? It certainly wouldn't have gone to Demi Stokes out on the wing because she no, completely no. changed the direction of the pass. So, yes, I think she would have definitely stopped the play if we if the ball had fell to Beth Mead and she'd run away and scored. She definitely would have stopped it. Um, she should have stopped it anyway. And the fact that they are now charging Arsenal for not controlling their players is Ridiculous. honestly is a Ridiculous. joke. What Arsenal should do is they should protest against against that charge and say, no, we, we don't accept that. 
Well, exactly. They should have. Agreed. They can't afford to do it because then they'll deduct us points or something and then we'll be in real trouble. So, unfortunately, the, the FA run the game and they haven't really got a clue what they're doing. And unfortunately, yeah, we true. we seem to always come out on the wrong side of these decisions, don't we? Always. And, you know, I mean, I mean, Andreas, I'm quite interested to know what's the sort of situation like in, in the German in German football with stuff like this? Did the German league, are they constantly fining clubs for this kind of stuff or are they a little bit more, they've they got a little bit more common sense, shall we say? Uh, to the to this situation, you mean, or...? Well, just in general, I mean, obviously, yeah, this situation in particular, but say, for example, it, do a lot of clubs get maybe a charge against them for not controlling their players in, in Germany? Because it happens in England a lot. No, I don't think uh, that this this uh, could happen. Uh, I, I thought, I'm not reading correct when, when I saw uh, that, that we get punished for, for this reaction because it was, it was, it was normal protesting, but... Uh, mm. As you said, we, we shouldn't forget it's a professional league. It's all professional players, and mm. uh, and the the situation around the referees is is not professional. I think no, this is not, a problem too in Germany. But but the German Bundesliga is not totally professional. The 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 smaller clubs mm. uh, in, at the end of the table, uh, their players uh, are working half time or, or studying or so. So it's it's different, but. Uh, I don't think that that such a situation could happen, or or that uh, the 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 German FA, the DFB, would accuse uh, a club for for protesting against such a, a decision. If uh, once again, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it, and even even after City had scored, I thought, uh, well, this this goal can't be given. Yeah, yeah. Just, you you had by by watching it, you had the problem to realize that the game went on, and this this goal. Is standing. <laughs> no, I, I don't think cool. that this this uh, whole situation would happen in Germany, although the the WSL is more professional than the German Bundesliga. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. But things like this make you yeah. question how professional it is being run. I mean, you know, the players are professional. The quality of the football is fantastic most of the time. Um, right. And then you, you've got the people running the game, the people running the sport in this country. And it's not just a women's game. The men as well. It's the same guys that run it. They run it all. And it's just, I don't know, it's absolutely terrible the way... The way the whole things run, actually, I think, and and it's and it's it's refreshing to hear actually that in in, in other countries, in Germany, for example, it's mm. run completely differently. They don't have these problems. Yeah. It's not because our game's any any different. It's the same game. We play the same way. The players are just as passionate and show just as much fight and to win games as we do anywhere else. And it's just the way that that's reacted to. And something needs to change, and I, I, it's never going to unfortunately because the FA have got too much power. I mean, Matt, how, how can we get the FA to? improve the way they run the game should should it not be maybe more fan involvement do you think at the fa not just having these old great guys in suits should it not be maybe more fans in in control of what happens well i think this is a problem in itself like a lot of us have um so tottenham's just put in the actual law itself there um yeah what you what you but, say we we'll just we we'll just read it as you say it's law nine apparently tom says there uh, if if it touches a match official, remains on the field of play, and the team starts a promising attack, in all these games, players restart. Well, yeah, we, we kind of knew the rules anyway. He says that that's from the FA rules. Yeah, we know <laughs> that what the rules are. Yeah. <laughs> we know you need to tell the referee and you need to tell the FA that they need to make sure the referees kind of keep the game running by the rules that, in, that they made up. Do you know what I mean? It's 
it's crackers, yeah. really. And yes, crackers. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, sorry, sorry, Matt. Go on. I know Tom put that, that comment, which, yeah, is, no. which is really useful, actually, and helpful. But yeah. go on. No, as I just think it's not just having people in grey suits anymore. Uh, no. I think there needs to be the understanding that when you put, write these laws, the wording has to be really, really uh, clear. Um, Which and, seems pretty clear there, what, what Tom's just wrote. That's from the rules. Yeah. The rules are quite clear, aren't they? We all understand that, don't we? Obvious, it's clear and obvious what, what the rule is. Oh, uh, go to clear all this stuff again. <laughs> some, some, of the, some of these, some of these rules don't come across as clear. Um, no, some I of them don't. You right. Like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like the offside one. Like at one yeah. point, it was someone's. I don't know it's Premier League, but at one point they were judging people's arms. The next minute they're doing it by feet um, on VAR monitors, which armpits. is it's, it's just yeah, armpits. It just just <laughs> stick to if the, if they're offside. Just make sure that it's like by a centimetre or something like that. Make sure that there's a clear measurement of how much they can be onside or offside by. Um, <laughs> what time did I get home from the match? Uh, it was nearly midnight yeah. by the time I got back, uh, Terry. Oh, oh. Um, so he's calling you 77 now. MMM <laughs> 77. That's what yeah. Magic Man Matt 77. That's, that's what you're calling yeah. there. That's fine. You need to go home today, please. So, yeah. Um, it was a long day it was a long day um but yeah, yeah with refer the referee's rule book needs to be well the whole rule book needs to be clearly stated so everyone can understand it um it's not just that it's the way other coaches and not coaches sorry referees are mentored um mm. when they're doing the referees course everyone is mentored and yeah. how to deal with these rules um if i'm honest Again, it goes back to the development and making sure that everything's all right, yeah. uh, making sure that they're aware of what happens in the, each situ in a, a situation, scenario. Yeah. I'm sure in Germany, Andreas, you'll probably know a bit, a little bit more than us. Is that the case where they run through every situation or would it be here's a few rules or here's a rule book, go and read them? Or... <laughs> it's difficult to say. Uh... We also are discussing that uh, the, the professionalism uh, is, is running behind uh, the development of the game. It's also mm. a problem in Germany. And uh, there's also a lot of criticism against the DFB, the, the German FA. But uh, yeah, I've never seen such, such a clear situation than this. It, it was no question whether it's offside or not, or, or whether... Yeah. Uh, is is this a foul? Should it be a free kick or a penalty? It's not the question whether the ball touched the referee. It did. Everybody saw it, and, yes. and she realized that herself too. But and it changed direction as well, didn't it? Completely changed direction of the ball. Completely. Everybody saw it. It was it's just a fact. It's not a question. And mm. that's the point. But what makes it so so yeah, so difficult to understand. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely. It is crackers, actually, and and I I don't believe that that would happen in the Premier League with the men. I don't think yeah, it would. Absolutely. It would not happen at all. And and that comes down to the to the standard of the referee. And the standard of refereeing is terrible. But even they are not bad enough to have allowed that to happen. They would have stopped the game. Clearly, they would have done. And that's, that's regardless weird. of having VAR or not. Even in the Championship in 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 English football, or League One mm -hmm. or League Two, that does that go that goal does not happen. It gets it gets stopped. 
and no. it's a drop ball. And for some reason, and I still want to know why the referee made that decision. I'd like to have to come out afterwards and actually said, this is the reason why I let play yeah. go on. And yes, we could argue with her and say, well, we disagree with you. But at least at the moment, it's like, there's no reason that anybody can think of as to why she let that game go on. There's no reason at all. You think, well, it clearly hit you. It's clearly changed the direction of the ball. It's changed the complete momentum of that attack because the ball was played into the centre circle and it ended up over on the wing for Demi Stokes, who had so much space because no one was marking her because the ball was over the other side of the pitch and wasn't even coming to her. And it just, I don't know, but anyway, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. Unfortunately, the goal stood. We're getting charged, or our, our player or the club's getting charged with not controlling our players, which is bonkers when I thought they would say showed a lot of restraint, a lot more restraint than certainly many people would have done in a similar situation. So it's, I, I, I don't know, it's just crazy, really. And um, something needs to change somewhere along the line. And yeah, I don't know, the, the FA need to completely have a complete rethink about how it. I think that the way that football's run in this country needs to have a complete rethink. Absolutely. How they do lots of things. Not only the rules of the game, as Matt was pointing out, yeah, some of the rules are just ridiculous. <laughs> they don't make any sense. The offside rule now doesn't make any sense. All kinds of rules don't make any sense. And um, it's just more the way that the game's run. You know, even at grassroots level, the FA, the local FAs are quite happy to find clubs um, yeah. that don't have any money because everybody plays to play. I mean, I played to play Vets football on a Saturday and the, the, the league and the FA, the FA, rather not the league, the FA are quite happy to take fines off clubs when the players have got no money. The clubs have got no money. What do they do with that money? They don't reinvest it in football. You guarantee it goes to a Christmas party or something. You know, <laughs> these things need to change. The way that the game's run, it needs to be run by different people. The FA is, it was formed, what, 150 years ago or more, actually. And nothing's really changed in the way that it's run. It's still run by people that have got that kind of 1800s attitude to it. And that's where they are. You know, they're these people that live in a completely different world. And that's what needs to change. You need to get more fans in, in the decisions, I think, and, and more people that understand what football means to everybody. You know, it's, it's everybody's game, isn't it? And as, as actually Terry pointed out there, asking Matt what time he got home, saying, um, so these games aren't family or fan mm. friendly, you know, exactly. And that's the mm. other point. Isn't it? You know, I, I would go to that game. I couldn't go because I would have got back too late. You know, Matt lives actually reasonably close to Manchester. It's not like living in London as most of them Arsenal fans may well have done but they'd have had a four hour trip home after a game that finished at what half past nine on a Sunday night just yeah. absolutely because these are more things that are that are wrong with, with football and you know if they I say if they're going to keep promoting women's football and doing and try to put women's football in, in, a, in a good light these little That's issues right. have become bigger and bigger and need to be sorted out and it's you know, and it's worse in women's football at the moment because it's a new thing, this, this TV stuff and moving the kickoffs and stuff like that. And, you know, we need to stop it before it gets out of hand like it has in the Premier League. Um, and Imperative Views in the chat there says, Beth would have intercepted the ball. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't know if she would definitely have done, but she certainly would have had an opportunity to have. And, and that's why it had to stop, just on the basis that she may well have intercepted the ball. She may have done. And even if she didn't, it, the fact that she should have done. And Tom says there, uh, the old offside rule, when is offside... Uh, when he uh, when he's offside, <laughs> usually when it's a goal against Arsenal, yeah, exactly, yeah, and the other way around when when he's when he's offside when he's onside offside when it's a goal Arsenal scores usually. But anyway, can I add something to that as well quickly? Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah, no, I just wanted to also add even when you have the opposition manager come out after the game saying, oh, he 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 believed he agreed with Adebayo in that 
he agreed with Jonas. Sorry, he agreed with Jonas that the play should have been stopped. And he goes, "Oh, we've mm. had one or two decisions go against us this season. Who can forget? I mean, the handball they had against him early in the season. And yeah. Beth means Beth means supposedly she was offside in the first game of the season. It's it's just it happens across the board as well. And uh, it just the referees just simply need more protection. It's just not good enough. And I don't know what uh, I don't know. You won't see referees coming out and saying sorry. And then sorry is not good enough at the end of the day. It's a big decision, a big game. They don't, they, they, they don't learn. They don't. It seems as if they just don't learn from the bad decisions. They just keep on making the same mistakes week in week out. Yeah, exactly. And then they're not going to learn, are they? If they're not, if they're not kind of um, made held responsible for it, that's the problem, isn't it? You know, this yes, she got taken off our game last night. But no doubt she'll still be refing in the in the WSL this weekend or the FA Cup. She'll probably be doing a game again. She's not going to get particularly <laughs> any. There's not going to be no repercussions for her probably. Yeah, they might have a word with her and say, "Oh, you know, you need to you know brush up on your rules a little bit more, maybe." But she's not going to get any punishment out of it. Arsenal are going to get punished now. We're probably going to get a fine and all this kind of stuff. It's just Ridiculous. it's just madness. Tom says, yeah, "Am I? Have you not sorted out your electrics?" Oh, no, shut up! It's all right. Anyway, that aside, I'd also just like to quickly add that um, kudos as well to Raphael and uh, Lotta and Manu, who I thought were all absolutely outstanding, and uh, that's why I ultimately ended up to get the positive result. So, I mean, let's not, I know a lot of focus will be on the ref, but um, I'm was very pleased by and encouraged by Raphael's debut. And uh, also the way Manu kept us in the game with a number of crucial saves. Yeah, and yes. uh, As she's done and a lot of lots of, lots of clearance off she the line. When that goal yeah. went in, if I'm honest, Lotte. sorry, I'm off. Oh, that no, I was just going to say, Lotta's clearance as well, when they when they looked like they were scored, yeah. was crucial yeah. as well. Yeah, it was, just, yeah. just when Manu, it went straight under her legs and arms, and she uh, she looked so annoyed that it just went past her when that City goal went in. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's just a poor ones that we let in. And I think maybe perhaps that changed the game. I didn't want to interrupt you. I also, I also wanted to say, sorry, just briefly, that I was a bit surprised by City's team selection as well when they put in yeah. Jess Parkour. And I thought, surely when Arsenal won in the best of form, you'd put somebody like Janine Becky or somebody like that instead. It did surprise me yeah. a little bit. And he took Lasada off after 56 minutes as well. So I think there were some ways they kind of played into our hands a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what, what the thinking was behind their team sex. I mean, I, I thought Jess Park actually played quite well. I think she's a good player. No, no, good she probably, yeah, she did, and yeah. She had a couple of chances, big chances to score. She, she didn't take one. She in the first half, she over the bar, and then a good save, actually, wasn't it, from, from Manu in the second half to, to yes. stop her. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, that's, it. that's sort of uh, um, interesting. Tom's got a, a question there from Matt. He says, how did you get lost walking to the stadium? <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't lost really. I was basically just walking from the station to um, the the empty had stadium, and oh, it says, "Oh, by the way, it's a forty minute walk. It's a 38, 40 minute walk. It wasn't. It was about fifty minutes because um, it was telling you to go through through what was essentially a wall. You can't go through <laughs> a wall. I'm, I'm not. You meant to no, climb uh, over it, Matt. He's meant to climb over the wall. <laughs> This is like, a, I think it was like an eight foot wall, uh, wall or something like that. There was no way I was going to get over that. Just in the game, um, Leah was actually uh, planned to cut him off at half time. Um, right. That's what they said. Down. 
that was what they said. I'm not convinced, if I'm honest, that that was a plan. I think that she went down, didn't she, in the first half? Yeah. And she had to have a little bit of treatment. And I think that they thought, right, let's get her off at half time. Don't, yeah. don't want to risk her getting injured again. And she, she had a big strapping on, didn't she, on her leg, on her thigh mm. and her hamstring last it, night. So, so I, I working, think yeah. that she, it wasn't well, a plan yeah, that she yeah, went yeah, off at half time. I think she, they took her off as a precaution, actually. She was but, walking fine after the game, though. She was happy talking to the fans and everything. Um, I think it was her and Jordan talking to a lot of the fans near us. Um, I'm trying to think who else came over. I don't think I saw a lot of other fans. Uh, yeah. Viv went straight down the tunnel after mm -hmm. they were talking. <laughs> Sorry, Terry's got, making jokes in the chat. Um <laughs> <laughs> Curb, yeah, it, it probably, it probably that's all it was. It was just a curb. It just looked like <laughs> unless it's like a, unless there's like a, a visible barrier, like a platform nine and three quarters. That... <laughs> yeah, there's um, no dolby to prevent you from going over this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tom's got a good point there. He says Uber five pound. Yeah, that might have been a better bet. Maybe get an Uber well, from the two pounds for the bus for a single. So it's oh, not tram, there's, there's trams in Manchester. Maybe you know. They must yeah. I don't know if there's trams that run to the Etihad actually, because I've been there a few times. I don't think there's a. Matt, I thought you lived in Birkenhead. Yeah, just uh, just outside Birkenhead. Yeah, but it's oh, so, you get oh, two so... trains to Liverpool. You get train into Liverpool and then Liverpool into Manchester. Oh, there must have been a shortage of trains on the way back. Otherwise, what's that? Three no, hours to no, get back. There must have been yeah. No, I got a, I got the bus back, uh, but there was a train. I'm not. I don't use trams because they they're basically a cross between a train and a bus. I'd rather use the I'd, I'd rather use the tube because Fair it's a, more, a system Fair I'm enough. more familiar with. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you seem like you, you enjoyed yourself, and anyway. that's amazing. Yeah, no, it's good. You yeah. had a good time. It was great to uh, to get your experience as well from the day. And like you said, you've got to go back there again in the summer for the Euro. So hopefully you'll find your way this time. And you might be able to find your way to the ground a bit easier. Get the bus this time next time. Yeah, it might be better to get the bus or get Don't a taxi. Into the wall. <laughs> yeah, and just go around. You make sure you go over the wall, around the wall. Yeah. Um, Imperative views in the chat there says if Parker had her shooting boots on, she could have had, yeah, she yeah, she could have had, she had a couple of chances. We obviously pleased. Hemp, well. hemp, hemp as well. And she missed them. Yeah, Hemp had a few as well. Um, she was so, so dangerous. Yeah, no, no, she's she dangerous. Yeah, um, we've got the the truth sets free in in the chat. Um, he, well, he, we're not going to call him a Tottenham fan anymore because he said he's not a Tottenham fan. But anyway, he's, he says eight hundred twenty five subs. Yeah, that's what we got to last night. Closing in. Um, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there, and I'm sure we'll be very soon. Hopefully, before the end of the season. Um, so yeah, so that was obviously um, Sunday's game. Some good football from Arsenal at times. A, a, a last dramatic last minute goal, which is always nice. Um, and, a, and a decent point away from home, despite all the shenanigans that went on with the yes. referee and the decision and stuff. You know, it, it, we, we got something out of the game which we fully deserved. Yes. And uh, that's the main thing. And of course, that led us on nicely, give us a little bit of a lift going into last night's game. But it was a very hit and miss performance, wasn't it, actually, last night? But we do need, obviously, to talk about that as well, because it's a big game. And we did get a good result in the end. I mean, that was what I would have called it, the typical maybe game of two halves, wasn't it? The first half, we were really, really poor. We looked tired. We looked lacking in energy, looked lacking in ideas. And maybe if, if Viv's header early on hadn't been cleared off the line and gone in, maybe it would have, different, would have settled us down and we maybe have gone on to win comfortably. And it, obviously, they got the first goal, sloppy defending. And 
the first half was a struggle, wasn't it? It really was difficult, really a difficult first half. And I, I said at half time in, in the show last night that um, it needed, we needed a big second half performance. We needed everybody to show how much we want to win this title. And that's what we got. I thought that second half, that was as good as we played, actually. That reminded me more than early in the season. We were closing them down high up the pitch. We were winning the ball back. We were putting yes. them under pressure, relentless, relentless, relentless. And eventually, thanks to the brilliance of Beth Mead, as we've said many times this season, we got the two goals very close together. Of course, Beth was a big part of both of them. As Joseph in the chat there says, um, Mead was the engine yesterday. She yeah, certainly she was. was. She was the driving force in that second half. It was, just, it was almost like she was determined that we wasn't going to get anything other than a win last night. She just drove us on and drove us on. Brilliant performance from her. And others kind of fed off that as well, didn't they? And everybody lifted their game in the second half. And Imperative View says there, Katie's halftime talk clearly worked yeah. <laughs> today that what was, what was in the second half. And uh, he said, oh, oh, Katie McCabe came in at halftime. So I imagine she wasn't very happy. None of us were very happy with that first half. I mean, Andreas, no. at halftime, you must have been worried. I was worried. I'm thinking the season's over if we don't do something in the second half. We had to do something and we did. But that first half was poor, wasn't it? Yeah. The strange thing is, it was like two different games, not only two different yeah. halves. Uh, yeah. Like, like if, if we played two different games, the first half was, uh, it reminded me of the Birmingham match. Uh, it was yeah. nothing, nothing. And uh, I, I, I couldn't see that, that we, will, we will change the, the match or that we can win it. It was... Yeah, there was no 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 speed in it, no ideas, no connection between the parts. We were we were not pressing, not not aggressive. Uh, at halftime, I thought we we are today we are throwing the title away. We will we will lose this match, and and uh, our self confidence will be down. Uh, I haven't expected this change in the second half, but we came out as a totally different team, and mm -hmm. uh, the. Even the ten minutes before, uh, before uh, with uh, scored, uh, it was another yeah. performance than in the first half. It was just, just like, like it was a new, a new match uh, that started at at minute nil, and a totally different team, totally different uh, performance. Everybody was was pressing, uh, was willing to change. Yeah, fantastic uh, second half, and and we deserved these two goals. Uh, yeah, the second goal was a goal of the month, a fantastic free kick. And, mm -hmm. and um, after this, there was, uh, I think, two or three minutes later, Biff had this uh, this uh, shot, uh, what the goalkeeper saved brilliantly. And it could have happened that we, we scored a third or fourth goal. It was, yeah, yeah. It was one of the better performances and totally... <laughs> Not to understand what happened in the first half. <laughs> I mean, is is it a confidence thing, maybe? Because obviously we've been we haven't we hadn't won a game, had we, since uh, December, and we'd only won one of our last what seven games going into this game. And, uh, yeah. it, we conceded that really really soft goal, didn't we, early on as well? I said we could have scored early, and then we conceded that goal. And I don't know, was it a confidence thing? Do you think that they just lost? They just lost their kind of energy didn't they and lost their ideas in that first half and it was it was looking i say at half time uh, i just thought that was it the season's over the title's gone and i couldn't see us coming back because brighton had defended well 
They'd looked solid and organised. We had no ideas. And I certainly wasn't expecting that second half. I was hoping for a second half performance. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Yeah. And it came. It did come out of the blue a little bit. And I agree. It wasn't just the two goals. Even before that, we looked so much better. We were yeah. pressing higher up the pitch. We were winning the ball back. Uh, I mean, Brighton struggled to get into our half for the first 20 minutes of that second half, didn't they? In fact, I don't think they did get in our half. It was just literally relentless. And that was like early in the season. It was two games. It was like Birmingham in the first half. And in the second half, it was like maybe some of them earlier games in the season, like Manchester City at home or West Ham at home or a game like that, wasn't it? Everton, game yes. like that. second half was like that. And it was... It was yeah. good to see that second half. I came off after that game. I was just buzzing at the end for how well we'd played. And obviously, important victory as well. Just a shame we didn't get a couple more goals that we perhaps could have done. But it doesn't matter. Three points all day long. I'll take that happily and, and move on to, to the next game. I mean, Matt, what did you make of that last night? Because it was a very mixed performance. But ultimately, we finished strongly. And that's what's important. I'd rather play better in the second half so you finish the game well than maybe play well in the first half and fade away. So maybe it's a better <laughs> way around to do it. Yeah, um, my main issue is, again, we were playing so well for like the first 10, 20 minutes. We could have scored, but we didn't. And then we fade away into that set a little bit. And then they score a goal from literally nothing. And yeah. I don't really like criticising uh, Manu, but I also think that was there was a defending error there as well, because I think it was Laura. And I think I want to say this, Leah. I'm not 100% sure who else it was. But I think one of them overjumped, one of them ducked behind, and then Manu yes. was off her line as well. I thought she was going to, and she didn't have enough time to backtrack and almost like scoop it out the goal. Um, so that's that was a concern. Uh, but bear in mind that this is a Brighton side that held Chelsea to a nil-nil draw on yes. Sunday. Yeah, exactly. um, so they would have been confident. They would have been ready for anything. They would have been ready for, um, they would have been, yeah, ready for, all ready to go. Um, I think when I look back, I, I said in the uh, Facebook Messenger group that I thought that this it was almost like watching the Arsenal men's and Mikel Arteta was the coach. <laughs> um, and I'm, I, I mean that by the fact you can see the similar styles. It, like they'll start playing really well for the first 10 minutes and then they'll drift away and then they'll falter out throughout the game. Um, but I th credit to. As already mentioned, uh, Katie McCabe, I didn't even know she was suspended for this game. Um, yeah, she honest. was skipping a card, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Terry's made a really funny point again. Um, but, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> 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 like a GoFundMe page for All donations <laughs> welcome. He's a poor goon on hard times. Please give what you can. To put some money in the electricity meter, that's... Oh, very, 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 funny. Funny. very funny. Maybe that's what we need. We do need to, to get to get our some. Yeah, um, it, it's it's just one of those things, isn't it, that happens in football? Is you you have this philosophy, and you sort of die after towards like midway or towards the end, it sort of falls off. Um, Credit to Katie McKay because she looks so. I think from those video uh, from the Sky, uh, Sky, Sky, <laughs> um, uh, when they had the image of her, she looks almost as really annoyed. I tell you what, if she's showing that sort of leadership, I reckon she's going to end up being a manager of a club one day. <laughs> well, maybe um, she might be the new Emma Hayes. Maybe who knows. <laughs> Like you see her in training, and she's always having either she's sitting on a ball, or she's got a ball in her hand, she's pointing, or she uh, and she's got uh, and she does smile a lot. And 
you can tell that she if, if she's really annoyed she's not uh, well it's just the irish in general isn't it you don't want to piss off an irish person um <laughs> because they were there they're quite fiery yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah they're they're fiery and they're quite dangerous <laughs> <laughs> Well, about dangerous, but yeah, they're certainly fiery characters, and she certainly is. Um, and it's good that um, you know the play. It means so much to the players, even the players who can't can't play. Obviously, she couldn't play; she was suspended. And it just goes to show how much it means to everybody, how much they want to win. And I know we haven't been playing particularly well at times recently. We've lost a lot of games, and we haven't, you know, done as well as we were. But you know, I've seen some comments on some of the social media groups, and even some booing in the stadium last night at half time, wasn't there? We heard a bit of booing, which mm. wasn't nice to see. Nice. And I've seen some comments saying, "Oh, the, 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 the players don't care. They, they don't, you know, they don't care enough." You can clearly see that's the one thing you can't accuse them of. Uh, you know, you can accuse them of not playing well, making mistakes, and whatever you can do, that's fine. But I don't think you can accuse this team of lacking heart and lacking spirit and lacking. No lacking desire to, to do well for the club. And you can see that in the last two games in particular. You know, we've come from behind twice. We've got four points out of six, two difficult games. And yes. the way that you we've just what? kept going and kept going and kept going to the end. And it's it's great to see. Amazon have picked the wrong team to put a, put a documentary together or they should have done it with the women's, not the men's. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that'll come next. Maybe that'll be, maybe that'll be up next because I, I'd actually really like to see to be honest with you, I'd like to see a, a, like an Amazon-type documentary in the women's game. I know the BBC, yeah. they went on West Ham briefly, didn't they? But they were more focused on that ridiculous chairman they had um, mm. rather than the actual women's game itself. I'd like to see... Oh, yeah, Jack Sullivan. Right. Yeah, yeah, Jack Sullivan, yeah. So I'd, I'd rather see... I'd like to see one. It was one on Glasgow on Glasgow City a few years back, I remember seeing yeah. it on some random channel, which was quite good, following the players around and stuff like that. And that was quite good, but... Um, but yeah, I'd like to see more of that. It'd be quite interesting to get a bit more of an insight into behind the scenes in women's football, you know, because it, it is a lot different to, to the Premier League and to men's football. So it'd be nice to get an insight into that, maybe. I'm sure I'm sure it won't be long until Sky or, or Amazon get involved in something like that as well. Um I mean, Um that fair play to Ian Wright and Vinny for a uh, Vinny, sorry, for actually yeah, attending yeah, yeah. the game. Apparently yeah, yeah. Vin uh, Vinny's uh, attending the games a lot. So fair nice. play to him. And he's putting his hand in his pocket, isn't he? And getting some getting some deals done as well. We've signed some good players. And I, I don't know how much yes. of a role he's played personally in that, but I think Claire Wheatley's quite involved, isn't she, in the recruitment side for the Arsenal women. Um, but no, it's good that he's taken an interest and he's there. Obviously, Ian Wright um, has always been a supporter of the Arsenal women as well, hasn't he? So it was good to see him there. We could have we could have done with him on the pitch, actually, that first half. Probably <laughs> Ian Wright banging yeah. a few goals in, as I'm sure he would have done if he'd been playing still. But, um, the girls love yeah. him to bits. It's yeah, so funny. Yeah, right. it, it means a great character. You know, everybody loves Wrighty. Um, and yeah, but, um, well, yeah, apart from Tottenham, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, um, Emma, what did you make of that last night? Because I, I love that second half. I'd watch that second half again and again. Yeah. The first half, though, it was very, very frustrating, wasn't it? And what suddenly clicked, you think, to make that change? Well, yeah, the, let me just go back. I mean, first of all, I couldn't believe how they just couldn't keep the, the as I said, apart from the Viv's header, which was cleared off the line. After mm -hmm. that, they just didn't know if they could pass the ball. I know Brighton were very well organised, but we just, as I think, as a it was Courtney Sweetman Kirk who was on the commentary duties for Sky. She said the centaurs would have an easier 45 minutes all season. This was actually right. We just couldn't pass the ball. We didn't look in like every time we had the ball, we just didn't even look like we could go, go forward with it. It was, it was too passive. And uh, but then I don't know what was said at half time whether, well, like Jackie Oli was also doing the commentary, said on the 
you know, said on the stream, she said, oh, they might have been given like a double shot of espresso or something, but uh, <laughs> what goes out, whether it was uh, KT, yeah, it was just like totally different. You could see the energy was there. They would, uh, would drive the, um, the passion uh, for, and uh, the tactics really changed. They were more, much more at it. They were, they were hungrier. They wanted to get the ball back. They, and you could, and you could mm-hmm. sense it was only a matter of time before they scored. And even when it was 2-1, they didn't, didn't look like they were going to concede a goal, albeit a little bit of a scare with their free kick toward the end. But you could you could say, you could see there was clearly a different energy, different vibe about the way the players were playing. And yeah, and that's that's what I like to see, that hunger and that desire. Which every, ta- every time our, our teams play, we want to see. And, and uh, yeah, so that was really positive. And uh, let's hope we can take that forward to going into the big games we have coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's almost like I got a feeling that almost like maybe at half time, obviously we don't know what was said, we don't know what, what Katie said yeah. or what Jonas said, but you kind of got the feeling that maybe um it was maybe mentioned that you know the whole season we've worked so hard to get into this position. Yes, we can't throw it away now. And you know, and we went out there in the second half and we really showed what, what we were about. And that was yeah. a that second half was a proper Jonas performance, wasn't it? The way that we played the early pressing and yes. The relentless kind of uh we were just relentless at them like we had been earlier in the season and and i think now for me mm-hmm. that's we've turned this corner i think the man city performance was good this second half performance was really good and hopefully now we can put all this frustration behind us and we can move forward because we yes. have got some really good games now as we know the next two wsl games in particular are going to decide the season aren't they man united at home and then chelsea yes, away and if we come out of that with four points i i think we'll be well on the way um, particularly if, if the three points come against Chelsea, that would be great, wouldn't it? But, um, <laughs> course, we'll talk about that a bit closer to the time. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah, was important yeah. for me, that Brighton. If, if we hadn't beaten Brighton last night, then I think that was it. The title had gone, I think. Chelsea would have had the advantage, you know, mathematically. Although we still would have the game in hand. Yeah, yeah, they'd have had the game in hand. They'd have had the advantage. We've got to play them away and... Yeah, it was not looking good. So that second half was so important, and it was uh, it was just brilliant to watch that actually the way that we turned that game around. And I mean, Beth, what can you say about her? I mean, those two free kicks, the first one put on a plate for Viv. Literally, what a great yes. ball! You can't defend them, can you? You can't defend them. Free um, and then the second one, I mean, well, curled it round the wall, top corner. The goalkeeper couldn't even move. It was just yeah. No. It was a, the wall left a big gap for her to put it in, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But even so, you've got a, a great um, execution to put it right in that top corner. That was just unbelievable performance from her once again. You know, she's certainly up there player, player of the season for me, actually. Yes. The way that, that she's drove us forward so many times. Yeah, and she was just brilliant again. That was just that second free kick when she took that and curled it in. It was just wow. Just cool cool. It was, yeah. Right in the top corner. Fantastic. Um so uh, imperative views there says um apparently uh Joe <laughs> the one who gave the halftime motivational speech yeah i'm sure it was on zoom perhaps but anyway um yeah but <laughs> it probably was um but yeah i mean obviously something clicked at halftime and also as well i wanted to mention actually viv as well i thought in the first half she was terrible she couldn't do anything right could she the ball was bouncing no. off or passing was terrible and then even though she looked as though she was carrying some sort of injury because she, she had to have some painkillers, didn't she, during the second half? Yeah, I and, yeah, and she was just brilliant. She was defending. Then she just was driving us forward. She was yeah. winning the ball. She was brilliant as well, I thought, second half. Fifth, and she got her goal that she couldn't miss, but she deserved that goal. And, uh, her form's been a bit uh, a bit patchy lately. I mean, Andreas, would you, did you think that maybe she's now got a new lease of life in that second half? She seemed to, didn't she? 
Do you hope that means that maybe she's a little bit happier than she was, maybe because she wasn't, she was looking a little bit down, wasn't she, before? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, the last weeks, uh, it was as if she's not, she's not one hundred percent concentrated. Or, yeah. or she, I don't know, I don't know how to to say, but she's she was not not exactly a part of the team or a bit different. Mm -hmm. So maybe her, her thoughts are are running around uh, her contract situation maybe and uh, what what she said in an interview uh, if she uh, goes to another club she would not uh, say she's a number nine she would say she wants to play as a number 10. maybe this these are all things going around in her head and maybe uh, it could be uh, could be possibility to play her in the midfield or as a number 10 and play Stina when she's fit again. She, mm -hmm. she wasn't available against the Brighton, but if she's fit again, uh, play Stina as number nine, as as the, the forward striker and give uh, give more more freedom uh, to create chances and and to do uh, yeah, what she yeah. does right mm -hmm. now. She's, she's already... Uh, Coming back, she's she's trying to get the balls back. She, she all also uh, appears in the defense. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, there there are maybe too many thoughts going around in her head. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. And uh, maybe this this goal uh, might free her, might might give her self confidence, or, or might show her that she's she's still able to score and 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 to bring the team for forward. Uh, but one thing we should also mention. The, the WSL is more competitive than ever. I think mm. this is yeah. also oh, a point yeah. uh, which we shouldn't forget. I saw the, the match uh, Chelsea against against Brighton. Uh, yeah, they yeah. Uh, they uh, they had a draw nil nil. Yes, uh, mm. Brighton. Chelsea Chelsea created a lot of chances, but it's not as it was uh, in in the last no. two or three seasons. Uh, it's more competitive. Even the smaller teams like Brighton, like Reading, West Ham, Aston, they are competitive and, and they can beat the top teams. And uh, maybe we, we must understand this, that uh, the, the WSL is more competitive. The teams are closer. The gap is not so big. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah we must understand that it's not we're going into a match and we win 6 or 8-0 as we did two years ago. Uh, so this this two one was just very important and, and a massive win for us in a difficult game. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And and you're right. The, the gap has, has has closed massively this season in particular. We've noticed it. Reading beat Chelsea. We lost to Birmingham. You know these results. You wouldn't have seen them a year or two ago, would you? You just wouldn't have seen those sort of results. And it just goes to show. And it's good for the it's good for the sport actually because it's more competitive and the games are more exciting. And yeah. you don't know who's going to win. You can't predict winners so easily as you used to be able to. Everyone would have put money on Chelsea beating Brighton. Everyone would have put money on us beating Birmingham. And you, you got those strange results. And it's good for the game. It's frustrating for us when we're on the wrong end of them, I suppose. But ultimately, it's good for women's football. that You don't get in these nine nils and eight nils anymore. It's a, it is a lot yeah. more competitive. So that, that's good to see. Um, imperative View says there, um, United look serious. Yeah, they've just made another sign, haven't they? Um, in your yeah, and they're, they're looking good. I mean, I think maybe this year's a little bit too soon for him to challenge for the title. They're sort of up there. I think they might well get the top three this year. Yeah, I think they'll get the top three this year. I still, I still think they'll be third between us and Chelsea. But maybe next season they could be really serious challenges. Actually, so another team. 
joining the race, Man City will be back next season as well. So it could be even more exciting in the, in the future. I mean, it's certainly looking that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought in, in terms of Viv, I thought that um, she looked a little bit happier in that second half. She looks like she was enjoying her football a little bit more. And I agree with I agree with you, Andreas. I do think that because this contract situation is going on, I think she's been distracted by that. And she's not been as focused on the games, and I think that's affected her form. It's it's not just with her; you've seen it with other players in the men's game as well. When, the, when there's a contract issue going on, oh, we've got a little bit of uh, a little bit of feedback going on there from somewhere. But um, but yeah, it was good to see that she looks a, little, a lot more focused in that second half and, and produced a really good performance. I thought her and Beth between them made sure that we won that game, and you know the others played well as well. But them two were, were, were pivotal. I thought. I mean, that was good to see, wasn't it, Matt? Good to see Viv back looking a bit more like her old self in the second half, wasn't she? Then she has been, she looked like she'd been like a lot on her mind. And last night she seemed a lot more free in that second half, didn't she? Yeah. Um, this is one thing that I've always been annoyed about, like since the FA Cup final, is that they're afraid to shoot. And the best yeah. chance chances we've had are outside the box instead of mm-hmm. um, inside it. Um I, I, all if we really wanted to beat City, I think we could have had if we if Jordan or Kim or um, like, well anyone really what really fancied it, they could have had a shot from the outside of the box, and you never know because it was their third shot, well fourth choice goalkeeper because it's their academy goalkeeper, mm. um, but she didn't have much to do. But coming into this game. Um, and you've got other people... It's not just Viv that's in the situation. You've got other players thinking about their futures already. They're thinking about the Euros. They're thinking about um, their holidays already, what they're yes. going to do to make sure that they're ready for the next season. Um, they're making sure, sure... Are they on track for the title race? Are they ready to make sure that they're willing to go on another FA Cup run or a League Cup run? And um, We won't talk about those disasters, but we need they need to make sure that they're mentally prepared and sometimes the mind does wander. Um, but you can't hop it. No, no, you're right. And, and there are obviously, you know, other things going on in, in people's lives as well. And, you know, I think Viv's been in focus because of the contract issue and maybe, and I know she wants to wait and I can understand why, but maybe from a career perspective and from the whole of our, our, our chance to do as well as we can this season, maybe if that was sorted out, she either signed it or she didn't, and the decision was made, I think everybody would be happier knowing what was happening and what was going on. I think she'd feel happier and she'd maybe have to focus 100% on the games, even if she's going to leave that's it. that's the problem. It's, uh, in itself, you've probably got fans on her social media every day. Are you going to sign the thing? Are you going to sign the thing? Are you going to yeah, sign the thing? Well, you're not signing the thing. Yeah, it does. She should just like, um, I, think, I think she needs to make a decision very, very quickly now and then let everybody know what that decision, whatever it is, if it's, if she's going to leave, she's going to leave. You know, she's been a great servant to us. I'm sure we'll all wish her well. And then yeah. she can focus 100% between now and the end of the season. I'm trying to go out with a bang, win us a couple of trophies or whatever. And rather than just dragging it on and not announcing it till the end of the season, I just think that could be the wrong decision for her from her own perspective, not just from us as a club. I think for her personally, I think she needs to make a decision and say, right, yes. this is what I'm doing. I'm staying or I'm going. Announce it. Get it sorted, and then we we can f- put that to bed. Focus on the season because this is going to keep coming up all the time. Isn't yeah, it? people it's rumbling on exactly. Yeah, it is. We, you know, we've had it in the men's team plenty of times, haven't we? With players are signing a new contract or not, and it goes on and goes on. And the focus take you away from what's important, and what's important is 
the games every week, winning as many games as we can and, and doing the best that we can. And that's what we want to be focused on, everybody, and Viv as well. And I just think from her own perspective, maybe. But I guess it's not as easy as that. You know, she she's obviously wants to keep her, her mind open still at the moment, doesn't she, and see exactly how yes. she feels. But she can't okay. wait too long, I don't think. I think she needs to come out of a decision. Imperative View says there, Viv wrote a column where she mentioned how she has been struggling mentally. Yeah, yeah I saw I saw that, actually. I, I was reading about that. And that's, you know, none of this is helping her, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's You can see she's been struggling. We, we can clearly see it. She's not been the same Viv as she this season. At the start, mm. she was. But you, you, since she got the 100 goals, it seems uh, something's maybe lacking. But anyway, hopefully she can get it back and she can push on. I mean, and obviously, we want Viv to stay, don't we? But now we've signed Steena. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be such a big problem if she did leave, as, as it was looking before. Because I think Steena could turn out to be not as good as Viv, I don't think. But she can certainly offer um something in in the team that we would lack without Viv. you know she can score she'll score goals and she you know she can she's a good all-round player as well isn't she yeah i mean we've we've, we've um it's, it's as you said sir casaga has been rumbling on she's been linked with um psg he's been linked with barcelona, barcelona the end of the day. i mean could you imagine how frighteningly good barcelona would be if they had oh my god I don't know. I mean, I sorry where would they put her? They've already got a decent. That's true. I mean, where, yeah. would, where would she go? Put her, put her alongside Jenny Hermosa, maybe. But I don't know. Let's not think about that. Yeah. But as you say, going back to the pertinent point, is uh, it's going to be hard if we do lose it. I mean, losing so many goals. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's down to the club's ambition. I was just reading an, old, um, an article just uh, just a short while ago. Actually, it is all down to a. Uh, uh, Arsenal were once being the powerhouse. Okay, it's gonna, it's been challenged now, but they have to try and, um, they have to try and uh, not just to keep, obviously, but also try to win trophies. The style of football and just try to convince her that staying here is the best way forward. I mean, it's obvious that she's attracting interest because she's just genuinely, she's such an exceptional, exceptional talent. And as at the end of the day, it's down to the, the, it's down not just down, not just down to the players and the manager, but it's just down to the. Um, the staff to and whoever else and an agent if they want to stay if they if 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 they, if if she wants to stay and Arsenal is the club where she wants to move forward so yeah I mean as you say Steena would be a good replacement and wouldn't provide the same number of goals but I see could see them working as a partnership together but again at the end of the day it's down to the club and uh, whether they can keep her or not it is yeah and maybe it's down to ambition a little bit as well. Um, in better views, is there Jenny's linked with Rio? Well, there you go. Maybe, maybe there's going to be a replacement for, 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 for Jenny. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, Timmy says there with the players that we had and the three new girls, I think, um, we still want to compete and win things. I hope she, she does sign. Yeah, of course, we all want her to sign, and it has to be the right decision for her. As she said, she's at a crucial point in her career now, isn't she? Where she wants to settle somewhere now, maybe to finish her yes. career. Um, imperative view says that if Viv is ends up leaving. I would like us to sign a young goal-scoring winger. Personally, I was based the club yes. on Juve Brand from Hoffenheim. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, and Andreas will know about her. Would, would she be a good signing for us, Andreas? Would you like to see her, yeah. Juve Brand? She's uh, one of the, the biggest talents in, in Germany. And, uh, of course, she's a winger. But we have Stina as, as a central striker. So this would be a very good solution. I don't know whether she's, she's leaving Hoffenheim. She's... She's 20 years young, I think, 19, 19 or 20. Maybe it's a bit too early. Sometimes you see with Marlene Gut, it's it could be too early to to go to a foreign country. But uh, I would like to see Jule Brandt in, 
Arsenal shirt, yeah. This would be very good. Oh, we'll keep an eye on that one then. Uh, that, that could, uh, you have to, to have a word, Andreas. Give a word in her ear and, and see if you Maybe Laura can have a word to her. And, yeah. Andreas, I wanted to ask you, what about somebody like Sarah Dob, Sarah De Brits? Would she, I know, would she fit in well at Arsenal? Say, but I know, but PS, she's probably a PSG. Is she is a PSG right now? Uh, whom do you mean? Sarah De Brits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's been linked with us in the past, but would she, would she want to move from PSG? Say, I don't think. Uh, uh, when she was in Bayern Munich, she she said. Um, many times that she dreams of living in Paris and her boyfriend also uh, moved to Paris and he's yeah, also yeah. a good player, uh, not not professional player, but uh, Paris, uh, a PC, um, yes. had, had the, the, the fingers in, in a deal that he could play in Paris football. Yeah. So uh, they both settled very good there. and. I think she's she's doing a really good job at uh, PSG, yeah. but uh, I don't think that PSG could be the right club for Viv because uh, PSG is the no. number two in France and and they yeah. they will be number two behind <laughs> that, that Lindsay Horan now assigned for the, Horan, yeah. uh, their their ambitions. So um, if she goes to to Paris, then uh, she even won't win the French league and. And it's the French league is not as competitive as the, the WSL, so it, it's Barcelona or Arsenal for for Wif, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, Peter Fuse says uh, she was linked with Chelsea. Uh, it's just nineteen. Obviously, you Brown, yeah. we just spoke about before. And uh, Marilyn in the chat says Jenny recently said the negotiation with Real are over. Things didn't work <laughs> out. Good. Oh well, it, there you go. That's. Um, so it looks like we're going in, and which uh, which is that sorted out already? That that's good to hear. Um, I did want to look at actually uh, one of our new players who we've been speaking about last couple of weeks, but we hadn't seen her play. We didn't know what she was like. She's now played one full game and one half a game, and I want to have a little little look at what we've made so far of this fantastic new player. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a debut she had at Man City, by the way. Raphael Suzuki came on at half-time. She was absolutely brilliant. Was one of the best debuts I can remember. She was fantastic, wasn't she? She absolutely kept uh, kept Bunny Shaw. She kept her quiet. I know Bunny Shaw got the goal in the end, but, you know, she showed pace. She read the game well. She was good on the ball. Yeah, and then cool. she followed that up last night as well. I thought her first full game, and again, I thought yes. she was brilliant. And her, her and Leah, I know it's a new partnership. And, you know, I know we conceded the goal in the first half when they were together and stuff. But you can see that that partnership can really work. Leah with her right foot, um, obviously Raphael with her left foot. And they're both very similar in the fact they've got pace. They read the game well. They can bring the ball out of defence. They've got a good range of passing. Mm. I mean, I thought last night, I thought she was brilliant again. I mean, what, what have you made of her first two performances, Andreas? You must be delighted with how she's played straight away, hit the ground running. Absolutely delighted. And uh, uh, yeah, don't forget, uh, she didn't play uh, for three months because the season in China was over. She had no competitive match yes. for three months and she, uh, she had only uh, a week, not, not a full week of training with the girls. And then uh, she, she was settled uh, to the match. She, she was connected with, with the other players. So it was really good debut. And, and uh, yesterday, again, uh, from from the beginning, yeah, I think uh, it could work really good with Leah, and uh, yeah, she she brings 
She brings all that what what we were, were lacking all the time. Uh, she has the pace, and uh, yeah, she's she's also aggressive in in a positive way. Uh, mm. So it was yeah, really impressing. Yeah, and it's it's what we it's what we needed as well. I mean, we were sort of hopeful that she was going to be what we were looking for in defence, and it seems like she is. I mean, Terry says that she looks class considering she's only just arrived. Yeah. yeah, she does, and she looks as though she'll be well suited to the WSL. Like you said, she's quite physical. Um, you know, she can she can get win tackles. She looks like she can you know read the game well. That's what I liked about her. She she read reads the danger. She gets where she needs to be. She's got the pace to cut across cover for people. I mean, Matt, what have you made of um, of her first two appearances so far? Obviously, it's still early days. Let's not get carried away. But yeah, certainly uh, she's had a great start. She couldn't have started any better, really, could she? The first two games. Yeah. Um, honestly. Um... I think that <laughs> the um, when she arrived, like everything we were reading and everything that everyone else was saying, the experts, they were all, um, yeah, uh, just to let you know, t uh, Terry, that the electric's back on from our last so don't need a GoFundMe page. We just, put a ten, we just put 10 pence in the meter for him, so he's fine now. <laughs> we just wound it up, put 10 pence in, we wound it up and it's fine now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, everything we were reading, that she's very speedy, she's left-footed. Um, yeah, yeah, Imperative puts it really nicely. Um, she was, She's basically the left-footed left Brazilian Leah. Um, <laughs> just to put it in context, she's been over to, in, in the US, uh, so she's picked up the language from there, which I think also helps. And mm. also because you get people like Rachel Daly and other English players or managers now with Casey Sonia um, over there with, um, I can't remember what of what is, but the second part of it is Wave. Um, who, anyway, um, that's it's kind of nice to see that she's... He's <laughs> <laughs> just trying to throw some money over. Yeah, well, that's very serious for that moment. It's, it's, it certainly works at the minute. Uh, I'm sure it'll run out. It'll run out again soon, though. But anyway, no, no, it won't. It won't. Uh, she, uh, yeah. Anyway, she, she's brilliant. The one thing I'm a bit annoyed about is we've brought in three new players, and one of them yeah. has only got a chance. So if you don't know, this is really bad singing. So cover your ears and eyes. No, Stina Blackstanius. She scores all the goals. She scores all the goals. Uh, to um, <laughs> so to must, the tune of Karma Chameleon. Oh, so, yeah, now I can see that. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I quite like this. She scores all the goals. She scores all the goals. Andrea's probably doesn't have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure Andrea's had a culture club. Surely everyone's had a culture club. Yeah, I'm sure. That's quite a good chart, actually. I quite like that. I must admit, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Raphael hasn't got one yet, but Nora's Laura. Actually, to be fair, a lot of our team don't have a chance when they should have. No, um, they don't. You're right, actually. It's only really Katie that seems to have one, isn't it? Leah, uh, Leah Katie, to... Kim, um, yeah. Viv, Aaliyah, um, Walty, not... Uh, there used to be one for Lisa Evans as well, if I remember as well. But I, 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 it, it, There's a very select few that have 
a chance, which is a bit of a shame, really. But it's yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to get you some need, of these girls. You need chance. to make some up, Matt. You know, be your job. <laughs> your next job is to make up some chants for all the players, <laughs> fit them into some songs. You know, we've had Culture Club. Maybe some more eighties songs will do. eighties songs and put them to the players' names. Yeah, maybe a bit of Take on Me for Sousa or something like that. Yeah, every every week, every Friday, what you can do is you can you can premiere your new song for one of the players <laughs> in the next game that the fans have got to sing it. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll see if we can get them going. It'll be yeah, interesting. It will be good. But I quite like that uh, Buxtenius one. We like that one. So we'll have to get going with that one. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Raphael Souza definitely needs a, a chart because um, she certainly looks looks great. So, um, so far, obviously, it's, it is a little bit early still. In print view says there, um, it was a tad bit quicker and precise as opposed to when we Ooh. had someone like Jenna Lotta. Yeah, that's, that's true. Ooh. And also, uh, as well, having a left-footed centre-back Providing an intriguing dynamic to the way we built out from the Definitely. back yesterday, Definitely. we weren't necessarily reliant on Leah to progress. Well, exactly, exactly, and that's you know, and that's the it's so important because when Leah was out of the team, we completely missed that, didn't we? One hundred percent. It affected our defending, it affected our attacking, and I think having having um, Souza in the team now, I think is gonna is gonna ease that problem. If, if Leah's not playing, I think she can still come in and do that job on the other on the other side, if you like. So, but I like I like to see them play together a lot more. Build up that um, build up that uh, partnership and, and see how that yeah. goes because I think that's going to be the future for us actually going forward in the rest of this season. If those two can really build, and I feel a bit sorry for for Lotta who, who played quite well in recent games, and you know Jen's not been quite at it, has she? And and we said that last week. So, um, but we needed fresh blood in defence, and we've got it now. Um, and uh, Tom says, yeah, uh, Matt, you should go on the mask singer. Yeah, you should definitely go on the mask singer. Yeah, that'd be good. You can come out with these, these new Arsenal women. Yeah, give me, give me the animal or what I'd dress as then. Go on then. Yeah, go on. What animal? Yeah, what see, what animal? You, you, no, you'd have, to, you'd have to come up with something yourself. A pair of scissors or something to go with your hair or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you might need to do. I don't know. Something like that. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to see. Um, that's something to think about for the future, isn't it? Get Matt on the mask singer. That'd be good. But we'll know who he is. So we, we'll, 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 we'll know who he is, won't we? So. Um, I mean, Emma, what have you made so far of, of Raphael and Asuza? She's been looking very, yeah. very good so far, I haven't she? Very calm and composed and short on the ball. It's like a, it's like she'd been in the playing in this league for in the league for <clears throat> not just a few minutes. Yeah. I mean, she's like she'd been around for a few years. I mean, yeah. she's so composed, so calm, playing out of the back. She had no problem. I think they just could go find a way through her. And um, no. yeah, and in in a way, as Andrea said earlier, I mean, okay, she hadn't been playing for um, <clears throat> whatever the however time she was away for because of the Chinese league. But yeah, I mean, it seemed as if she she hadn't she'd been around for quite some time. I mean, it was really impressive, and uh, it certainly gives us more depth now, which was really lacking. Maybe that's what was contributing to our poor run of form. But now, signing like that, and you see the way she plays, and even though I was saying on the commentary again, I hop back to that last night. She was very she was very assured, and uh, she's an exciting player for us going forward, and. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to more of the same. Though whether she'll play on Sunday, I don't know, but she could be very important for us, especially in the games coming up against Manchester United and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I mean, it's great that she's settled in so quickly because I think that was so important because it was mm -hmm. the most important position that we needed uh, to strengthen in, and obviously getting Leah back through the massive help as well. Obviously, um, so suddenly things are looking a little. I know we've, we've conceded goals in the last two games where we kept a lot of clean sheets before Christmas, but ultimately um, we looked a lot, we looked a lot more solid. I thought having her in the team in these last two games, and hopefully, as you said, we've got some really big games to come. And let's mm -hmm. hope that uh, 
uh, you know, she can really show exactly what she's worth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I made a comment in, I think it was a Man City game in the second half, where I know she had said when she first joined Arsenal that one of the reasons why she wanted to come to Arsenal playing the WSL was so that the, the world could notice her because she'd been in China where, you know, the games aren't really shown. And, you know, within 10 minutes of coming on against Man City, I think I said, you know, she wanted to get noticed and she's certainly making herself noticed already with the way that she'd started, how brilliant she was. So uh, I've, I've got really, um, really big hopes for her, actually. Now, I know, I know, you know she's not she's not as young as some of the other players, but I don't think it. she doesn't look it, does she? You know, she, she's got pace, she's got strength and she's got an understanding of the game and she showed leadership as well. And it's great to see. And yeah, I've been really, really impressed with what we've seen so far. And let's hope. There's more to come as well, because like you said, there's some big games coming up. Um, and of course, there is a, a big game on Sunday. Um, you know, there's no men's football at the minute, so we can focus 100% on the women, which is nice. Mm. The FA Cup, of course, a great competition. We are the record winners. I know we suffered a disappointing defeat at Wembley, didn't we, before Christmas, um, which wasn't very nice. But um, it is our competition. We are the record winners. And we start our campaign on Sunday, of course, against the London City Lionesses. The breakaway club from Millwall, this is of course, as we know. Um, obviously, we're going to be massive favourites to win this game. I mean, Andreas, do you think that, um, for example, uh, Jonas isn't going to risk certain players, risking like Leah, for example, who just come back from injury, you know, in a game that we should have enough to win? But we didn't have a lot on the bench, did we, last night? There seems to be a few COVID issues and stuff. What sort of team are you expecting us to play? I mean, we should obviously be favourites to win, but... Um, as we've seen, you can't take things for granted. Do you think he's going to rotate a lot? Or do you think it will be mainly the, the normal team or one or two changes? Obviously, Kate is back. Kate is back, yes. Uh, it depends uh, who's available. Uh, we don't know about the, the COVID situation, uh, if everybody's available. But uh, uh, on the other side, it's a chance uh, to give the new players playing time. Uh, you can't say uh, let Rafa out again because there are big matches coming. She needs playing time and yeah, to connect with, yeah. uh, with uh, the other girls. So she should start. And uh, I think uh, he should give Laura and Stina, if she's available, also minutes because they need to connect to to yeah uh, to the the style of playing in the WSL and connect uh, to the other uh, girls. So mm. not too much rotation, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, of course, um, Katie will be back. Maybe maybe we should give Beth uh, a rest. She, she's playing uh, every match uh, since since August and, and uh, she never seems to be tired. But uh, the danger that she gets an injury by, by playing all the time, uh, it's, yeah. It's too high, so I would give her a rest. But uh, on the other side, try to to play uh, the best possible team and and uh, to maybe to score in the first half. <laughs> so <laughs> in half, I don't want to to see us uh, have a nil nil at halftime and then and then running for the first goal. Uh, normally, it should be uh, no problem, and we should uh, win. With a few goals, uh, yeah, it would be nice to to score the first goal and not and not always running behind yeah, us. It would it would be nice to get the first goal, and I'm sure if we got the first goal, we will go on and win. 
pretty comfortably. Tom says, yeah, I'm not saying anything, but did you notice when Raphael <laughs> Souza's name was mentioned, Amar's face lit up? It did, didn't it? Yeah. He loves, he loves <laughs> it. We all, we all do, Tom, let's be honest. Um, Terry says, yeah, play Paris and hopefully get her scoring and take some pressure off some of the others. Yeah, I mean, she could do with some goals. That's definitely... And if you says, uh, uh, Noel and Kim uh, yes, need some rest, yeah, do. that's a good point. I, I would rest Kim, I think, definitely, because she's like like Beth, she's played a lot of games as well. Maybe rest out those two for this one. And Tom says, yeah, I thought about going Sunday, I'm not sure yet. So, yeah, if I'm hungover when I wake up, it is an early kickoff as well, isn't it? 12 30, so it's an early start if you do want to go. Um, but if not, I'll be covering the game on the channel, so you can always uh join me and uh. We can enjoy the game as well. But, yeah, we'll see um, how you're feeling then. And in Pretty Views, yeah, we might see Paris as a number nine. Steena and Viv might both be out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, we'll have to see what happens, actually, um, with that. Yeah, there's a few COVID issues. As we said, obviously, Steena was leaving the squad last night. Hopefully, she's fit. I'd like to see her start the game, actually, maybe through the middle and see what she can offer against an opposition that isn't going to hopefully test us too much and opportunity to get a goal or two. Uh, first couple of goals for the club and we'll move on from there hopefully with her we'll see I mean Matt what are you anticipating for Sunday then obviously I, I think there will be one or two players rested I think one or two players need to be rested we've said in the chat that people have pointed out a few players um, we don't have a lot of options at the minute do we if we look at our bench last night there's not a lot of options to bring in but I guess we can shuffle the pack a little bit do you think that's what he'll do um I think yeah um, but I'm just thinking maybe it might be a good rest, not just only for uh, Noel, Kim, Viv, um, some of the usual lot. Um, I'm expecting Jordan to play because she hasn't had that a lot of minutes this, se yeah, this season. Yeah, maybe Jordan. Um, and Nikita hasn't had a lot of minutes this season. Tobin hasn't had a lot of minutes this season. Um, I'm just wondering if they might risk, and I'm going to say this lightly, risk, uh, Manuela in goal. Yeah, but um, who else have we got there? Because obviously Lydia Williams is in uh, is in the Asia Cup. We only um, had uh, Hermione Cole on the bench last night. I don't know. Yeah, Fran she, oh, yeah, she was, oh, yeah, Fran Stenson's back. Oh, yeah, perhaps, yeah. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe Fran Stenson, yeah. That's, that's a point. I think the ideal thing would be to try and win the... Oh, yeah, that's another point, is there's a few, a few youngsters coming through that imperative just put up Cole. Uh, yeah, she's the other goalkeeper, yeah, Hermione Cole, Cole, yeah. She was, the, she was on the bench last night, wasn't she? You've got um, Jupp, you've got Hennessy, you've got plenty of academy players that might be looked at, but maybe... Isn't, that, Hennessy, isn't Hennessy on loan somewhere? No, that's no. Hussein. Uh, Hussein. That's Hussein. Hussein, 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 yeah. Hussein's on loan. Um, but we've got options if we need them. Um, I would still go quite strong. But not, but like semi rotated strong. So try and keep give the girls that haven't had minutes yet, like Andreas was saying, like a, like Laura, and hopefully if Stina was there, then uh, she would be there. Um, uh, and maybe Rafa as well. Rafa, I'm going to keep on calling her Rafa and instead of Rafa. No, yeah. I'm sure she won't mind. I'll go with Souza because. Uh, <laughs> well, she's got Rafaela oh. on her back of her shirt, hasn't she? Actually, Rafaela. Rafaela. Yeah. Rafaela. Yeah, that's good stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there will be a few changes. Um, Imperative View says there, uh, Stenson might have contracted COVID. She wasn't on the bench yesterday. No, she wasn't. Mm. That's why I didn't. I forgot about Ellie Head. Ellie Head was on the bench. She's been on the bench oh, a couple of times. One of the other youngsters. Yeah, another one of the youngsters. Yeah, maybe she might get some game time. I don't think he's going to throw too many youngsters in the no. starting eleven, if I'm honest. Um, but anyway, I suppose we'll have to see exactly um, 
how that works out on on Sunday. I mean, Emma, what are you expecting for the London Lionesses game? It's a nice game to have, isn't it? We're a little bit less pressure on us. Yeah, we've had a lot of pressure games recently. It's nice to have a game where we can maybe relax and hopefully get a, a reasonably comfortable. I don't want to say a comfortable win because we said that against Birmingham and we saw what happened. But um, yeah. you would imagine that at home against a, a championship side that aren't even one of the stronger championship sides, we should have enough to go through. And I say it'd be nice to sit back and maybe relax and enjoy a game for the change, won't it? Yeah, as I said, I still wouldn't take them too lightly. They're doing pretty well in the FA Women's Championship, but you can still see there's that golfing class between the top, between the second tier in women's football and the, and the top tier, like you see with the Premier League and the Championship. I remember a couple of years ago, I think we played Lewis in the same stage and took until the second half for us to break them down. But obviously, mm. this time now, uh, now that Yonis has got a, a much, arguably a much better better squad depth, he will ring the changes, I fancy. Might see one or two youngsters get a run out, but yeah, hopefully, I'm hoping we can get through pretty comfortably and yeah, do well in a competition we've always done well in. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but yeah, hopefully, we'll win comfortably. And of course, the good news is Chelsea have got a tough game away at Aston Villa, you know, get them knocked out early on. That'd be nice, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? So when we get back to Wembley, we won't have to play them again. Which is mm-hmm. send a message to uh, and I was going to say Ruby the Mace. Then that's the wrong player. Anna Patton, <laughs> if you can get, yeah. uh, score a last minute winner. Yeah. We need to get Chelsea knocked out before we play them because uh, we know what happened when we play Chelsea in the FA Cup. Will Scott's there as well, so hopefully she can get a score a couple from the. From yeah, they've got some good players actually, Aston Villa. So I think that'll be a tough game for Chelsea. They're not exactly playing brilliantly at themselves at the minute, are they? They're not getting good results. So hopefully, um, you never know. Aston Villa might. It's a tough draw for Chelsea actually. They've got quite a tough game. Our game's a lot easier. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I suppose we need to do a score prediction, Andreas. What are you predicting? Against the London Lionesses on Sunday in the FA Cup, the goal prediction. Um, let's say we'll win. We'll win four uh, 0 Four 0 That sounds good. That yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be a nice, nice, comfortable afternoon. Hopefully, um, Matt, what are you thinking? Are we going to lose our way to London Lionesses? <laughs> if I remember correctly, it goes to extra time and penalties, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, there's no replay. I'll say nil nil extra time penalty. Extra time. (laughs) Just so that no one said it. It's it's all wrong anyway. We know. uh, uh, Anyway, the Lionesses, um, we're fourth in our league. Um, So they're not going to be any pushovers. So hopefully. No, it'll be their cup final, won't it? It'll be their cup final. They'll be up for it, I'm sure. But uh, I just think we should have far. Um, too much, uh, too much quality. Um, Emma, what's your score prediction? Then, obviously, Matt's going for extra time and penalties. What are you thinking? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be confident saying we'll win three 0 Well, yeah, three 0 would be nice. Um, Terry's at it again. He says nine one. <laughs> Terry tries and don't care after that. Well, <laughs> you never know. We, we, we do, we do a few goals, aren't we? Because we've not really scored that many recently. So we are due to get a big win against somebody. Yes. And I guess if anybody, it's probably going to be this this game, isn't it? I actually Just think that we, depending that. on the, on the team that we pick, I think we'll win pretty comfortably. I'm going to actually go 5-0. I, I'm pretty confident that we'll yeah. crush them side. It might take us a little while to get going, but I think we will have too much from in the end. And I think we'll go through 5-0. And it'll be great moving to the next round and march on and hopefully Chelsea get knocked out and Man City get knocked out and Man United get knocked out and it just opens up <laughs> we can get to the final and play someone. And play Bridgewater, play Bridgewater United. Yeah, yeah Bridgewater United. Yeah, yeah. 
Somebody that we It's not Southampton. Um, Southampton have got somewhere else. Um, I think we've got a couple of WSL teams playing each other. Yeah, uh, a few of the championship team, yeah. teams playing. Is each it other Everton? Then. Is it Everton against West Ham or something? Isn't it? I think, is that one of them? I think Sheffield the United against West Ham. Uh, Everton, Brighton, Brighton are playing Reading. I can't remember who Everton are playing, but yeah. I'm sure Everton have got a WSL team. Well, probably, probably. I, I did. A, I did a piece, um, so I should really know all the things, but I don't. Um, Imperative View says there, uh, Rachel um, Corsi's recently signed for Villa as well, yeah. so hopefully they can smash Chelsea five 0 That'd be nice. Get Chelsea <laughs> out. Get Chelsea out. Not their confidence as well before we play because that game's coming up quite quickly and right and ready about that already. Um, and Tom says right and uh, Tottenham, uh, Tottenham, Leicester. Reading at home will do me. Um, well, yeah, Reading would be all right, but I'd rather someone a bit worse than Reading. But anyway, just, <laughs> you know, just let's just let's just get through this game first, and we we'll move on to the next round and see who we do get. As long as it's not Chelsea, I don't really mind. Well, Everton have got Huddersfield, by the way. Yeah. Oh, is it Huddersfield? Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. so, Liverpool against Lincoln. Yeah, fair enough. There's some good yeah, games in there. There's some good games in there. There'll be some big wins, I would have thought. Um, oh, Tom says away. He wants Reading away. Yeah, well, they did beat Chelsea away at their ground, so let's not get too excited about getting Reading. If we um, can get uh, Arsenal-Everton, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I just want to get to the final again, because I want to go back to Wembley and exercise them demons from December, because that still haunts me now. So we need to go back and put that right, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, Arsenal-Liverpool would actually do me quite nicely, because it's only 45 minutes down the road. <laughs> <laughs> On the next round, yeah. yeah. If you've got Liverpool away in the next round, I'll do you, won't it? Yeah. yeah. I'd quite yeah, like Sunderland away, I'd do me. Sunderland or Newcastle away would be nice. Well, Sunderland, yeah. Sunderland would be a good game. Be nice, you, be, you wouldn't want to travel to somewhere like Bridgewater. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, that's a long way to go, isn't it? Bridgewater. I mean, you don't want to go there. But yeah, let's see what we let's get through first. Let's not take yeah, it for yeah, granted. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We don't want to, you know, the, the girls have got to take it seriously on Sunday and get through. Um, I, before we go, I did want to obviously have a little chat to Andreas about obviously Vicky going to Tottenham on loan. What have you yeah. made of that? It's a, a good move for her, probably. But I'm a little bit upset that she's got the Tottenham actually. But you never know, she might get the winning goal against Chelsea. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Everybody knows uh, how much I like her, but uh, it's the, it was the best uh, <laughs> step she could make. Uh, staying at, at the Arsenal, she wouldn't get enough minutes. Uh, yeah. In the ranking of the central defender, there's Leah, there's uh, Rafa, Lotta. Uh, they are all in front of her. Also Jen, I think. So it's the best for her. And uh, uh, she wants yeah. to be back in the, in the Austrian national team. Uh, she hasn't played there since uh, I think October or yeah October November uh, 2020, and uh, she's normally the captain of the Austrian national team, and she wants to to lead them uh, to the Euros, so she must play, and she she will definitely get the minutes at Tottenham, and yeah, uh, moving from from Arsenal to Tottenham is not not the best <laughs> you can make, but uh, yeah. for her. You must also see she's she's not uh, she's not uh, a gunner for for her whole life. So yeah. the other the other situation uh, you must see her personal situation. Her girlfriend mm. is from Norway. She's a teacher in Norway, mm. and she moved uh, to London. I think in 2020, it was uh, a big decision for for Anna for her girlfriend to move to London and. Um, uh, they they couldn't move again to another to another town. So uh, Tottenham offers her the, the possibility to stay <clears throat> in in their house in London, 
and it's just a few kilometers away. So the best for her and for her personal situation, I think. And yeah. of course, I, I wish her the best of luck that she gets minute and that she she has a good time at Spurs and maybe she can help us against Chelsea or City or, or United. Exactly. That's what I'm rather hoping. You know, we've got a couple of players out on loan, haven't we? Obviously, Lisa at West Ham and um, Anna now Aston Villa and now Vicky at Tottenham. So all, they've all got to play Chelsea, haven't they? And stuff like that. So let's hope they can do us a favour. Remember who's, who's paid their wages for the last uh, couple of years and, and, you know, pay us back. But yeah, I mean, it, it's um, I, I agree. It's good for her personal situation. It's good for her career at this time. Um and, you know, again, like us all, I'm sure we all wish her well. It's just a shame it's Tottenham that she's going to and not maybe a different London club, perhaps, or, you know, a West Ham or something like that. Maybe it would have been a little bit easier to cope with rather than seeing her play for Tottenham. But anyway, um, Tom says, obviously, about Reading, he said, it's only £2 on the bus. Oh, well, there you go. And, and that'll be handy, wouldn't it? He says, I'm not walking. I remember Matt's video. I'm not walking through walls. No, <laughs> definitely, not. definitely don't walk. He's get, get climbing. He's climbing. Yeah. Um, so definitely don't do that. And uh, Tom says, boo Judas. No, she's not a Judas. She's, she's, she's not Sol Campbell, is she? Let's face it. It's not exactly a Sol Campbell kind of move, is it? Well, Emmanuel Lundy-Boyle. Last yeah, season, I, didn't I, they? I, they went to a Tottenham um, on loan. Was it Emma Mitchell? She's just had her baby as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, yeah, I know the rivalry is not quite the same. To be honest, I think in women's football, Arsenal's big rivalry is Chelsea, isn't it, really, anyway, I think, um, as opposed to Tottenham, really. I know, you know, it's still Tottenham and we want to beat them every time we play them, but it's not quite. I think Chelsea's our big rivalry. They're the team that we really want to beat every time, So because um, they're the team that we're challenging for, for the trophies every year, aren't we? So, yeah, and View says, yeah, yeah, it was, it was obviously Ems that uh, went to Tottenham before uh, but yeah obviously we wish Vicky well and I, I agree with Andreas let's hope you can get uh, some good minutes under her belt um, and like you said maybe get, get to play in the Euros as well for Austria that'd be nice as well obviously that it's in England as well isn't it so that would be nice so we wish her luck and um, I say hopefully she'll play well against Chelsea definitely that's what we're looking hopeful for we're watching that game with more interest than, uh, than normal I'm sure so um, but yeah exciting stuff so yeah that's an, another another lot lots to talk about again this week seems to be at the minute lots of lots is going on for the arsenal women um on the pitch off the pitch signings new players and refereeing decisions and um finally this week two good results as well from behind to get four points which actually yeah. put us four points clear those four points are what lead us at the top of the table so very yeah. very important week and finally good to see us get a victory as well of course last night that was a a great performance in the end. I know we struggled a little bit at the beginning, but we got there and we, we won that game pretty convincingly in the end. And let's hope we can take that into the next few games. As we say, we've got Man United coming, Chelsea coming. It uh, yeah. doesn't get any bigger than that, does it? You know, we've just had Man City as well. So it's a tough run of games. This. And maybe this Lionesses game at the weekend gives us a little bit of an opportunity to just relax a little bit, enjoy a game without so much pressure on us and um, before we can, you know, regroup again for the big games we've got coming up. After. We do have a week off after this game as well, which is good as well. So everyone can regroup, have a rest, yeah. and hopefully come back stronger for the, the big games that's coming up. So um, we will look forward to that. So we'll be back, obviously, next Friday to look back on the Lionesses game, preview the big game against Manchester United. Absolutely. We need revenge for that cup defeat we had last, last week against them. So that'll be a big game to look forward to as well. Plus, there's bound to be some other controversy or excitement that goes on in the meantime. <laughs> You know, we'll see what happens as well. Andreas, great to have you back on again. Some uh, 
great uh, insight into German German women's football as well as always, which is always great to, great to hear. You, you enjoyed the show? Yeah, as always, I enjoyed the show and I'm happy to be among Arsenal fans and discuss everything. Yeah, yeah it's always great to have you on. I look forward to speaking to you again, of course, next week. And Matt as well, do you think your hair would have grown out by next week or do you think you'll still have your 77 there? <laughs> It will still be there, yeah. Um, just uh, we've got some language lessons from uh, imperative, so it's Hafa, not Rafa. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to the game. Um, fingers crossed for the girls. Um, uh, if you're going, have fun, enjoy yourselves, and I'll be. I'll probably be watching in my from home, but yes. hopefully the girls will um, be. Start, someone will pick up those chants with um, everything else going on. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll, we'll have to come up with a few. Go, go away this week, man. Come back next week with a, with a new chart from one of the players. One <laughs> of your favourite players. Come up, you've had your hair cut with a number this week. Next week you've got a you got to come up with a chart for a player, a new chart that we, we we'll preview. We'll um, premiere on the show and then. We we'll have to start singing it in the games. That's what we'll have to do. You'll have to get like an X Factor buzz or something like that. No, <laughs> don't but Britain's Got Talent uh, buzz saying, yeah, yes or no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we'll do. That'd be good that we could make a little competition of it, couldn't we? Um, Matt, we'll call it like Matt's, uh, Matt's Tunes or something or whatever it might be. Matt's Charts. There you go. That's going to be the section that we'll do. Matt's Charts, everybody. That'd be good. Matt's Charts, yeah. The Charm Corner or something like that. And now you know you you got to try and get half a There you go. That's that's the starting point. Half a That's that's got to be part of, part of your new chant. It's got to have half a in it. That'll be good. That's what we need. Um, Amar as well. Of course, always great to have you back on. Enjoyed the show. Yeah, it was good to be with you guys. Talking about and um, the game we love the most, especially when the team's doing well. I know it's not always going to be like that, but it always gives us plenty to talk about. And yeah, long way to continue and. Look forward to the games we got upcoming. Yeah, some very big games, as we've said. Um, Imperative View says, uh, big up the panel every time. Yeah, thanks you for your comments tonight as well. Very appreciated. Terry says, a great show, Richard Amar, Andreas, and MMM77. That's <laughs> his new name for this week, of course. Um, all take care. Have a good weekend. Good night, all in the chat. Take care, everyone. Yeah, and you, Terry, as well. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be back on Sunday with a watch along. Early kickoff, actually. So we have to get up early for that one, everybody. Especially Tom, who's going to who's going to go to the game. He's not going to have a hangover. He's going to travel, and he's going to go to the game, and he's going to be singing the new chant for um, Stina that we've heard tonight. Karma <laughs> comedian. So he needs, to, he needs to take a video of that, Tom. Actually, if you do go to the game and take a video of you singing the new uh, Stina Baxtenia song, that'd be good. And then we can we can put that on a video and stick it on the on the channel. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. So yeah, so I'll be back on Sunday for the watch along. I'll probably go live about quarter past twelve. It's half past twelve um kickoff. Uh Tom says, Yeah, great show, guys. You keep me out of the pub on Friday. This is <laughs> on Sunday. We need to stay at the pub on Saturday, don't we? So not over Sunday for the game. You do go drinks too much, honestly. I don't know what he drinks, but yeah, he does, he does drink too much, but anyway. Um Matt says, Yeah, MMM 77, Rich is just giving you homework. Make sure you have it in your we need at least one one new chant for one of the new players. That'd be nice, um, or one of the old players, whoever you want, really. Just someone who hasn't got one at the moment. Yeah, that'd be good. Let's, let's um, see what we can get. 
we've got we've got faith that it'll be good. We've definitely. <laughs> so, it won't be. It'll be terrible. No, it won't. It'll be great. We'll enjoy it. It'll be good. Be a big part of the show next week. Everyone's going to tune in there. There's going to be millions of views next week. It's going to go viral and everything because it's going to have match match chance section. That'll be good. Um, oh, Tom yeah. says, "Yeah, uh, I need to get some boy George dreads." Yeah, that'd be good actually, wouldn't it? That'd be good. Yeah, get some boy George dreads. You got a video yourself doing it though, Tom, in the ground. That's what you got to do. Maybe a little, little dance as well would be nice. Do that. And um, we'll, we'll 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 put it on the show as well next week. That'd be good. We'll see you, we'll see you dancing and singing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all to come. So you don't want to miss any of that because it's going to be fun. Um, Tom singing and dancing at the game on Sunday. Yeah, he's Matt singing his song as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then obviously <laughs> Matt coming out of a new new song next week, which will be really good. So it's all happening here um, on the Arsenal Women's Show over the next few weeks. It's going to be good fun. Yeah. So definitely make sure you join us for for that. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be good. Um, so yeah, so I'll be back on on Sunday. So thank you to all you guys in the chat. Some really good comments actually kept us amused. And entertained as well uh, as the show. It's always good to have you guys watching. Uh, so thanks for your support of the channel as well. I so say I'll be back Sunday with the game quarter past twelve. Join me for that to watch along of the uh, Arsenal women versus uh, London City Lionesses in the FA Cup. It's going to be a good one. Um, and then we'll see. Obviously next Friday we'll be back with a women's show. There's no midweek game, so we can look forward to the Man United yeah. game. Look back on the Lionesses game and. One or two other little bits and pieces, obviously some songs as well. So it's going to be good. We'll have a little sing song section. We'll all join in. We'll all join in again, like we did the other week when it was Andreas. Uh, when it was Emma's birthday, that was good. I still haven't even um, seen that. Oh, I still haven't even seen that. Yeah. You need to see it. Uh, Imperative says, "Take care." Yeah, take care yourself. Hopefully, see you very soon. Uh, you got to watch that back. It was funny, actually. It was good. Um, <laughs> but it's, it started us off. Now we have to keep singing every week. Now this is part of the show, now, isn't it? And yeah, Terry says, uh, come on, you women, gooners, indeed. And hopefully we'll uh, enjoy the game on Sunday. So, yes, thanks to all you guys for watching. Thanks to Andreas, as always. Thanks to Matt, as well, 77, tri Triple M77, as he's now known. And, of course, <laughs> Amar, as well. We need to come up with a nickname for you, as well, maybe, for next week. Oh, I don't know. Just to get your lights on. Your lights has been a bit better, actually, the second half. Yeah, it's been a bit better, yeah. It's a bit like Arsenal last night. It was a bit dark in the first half, and in the second half, it didn't work. We were copying the Arsenal yeah. performance from last night, which is good. So that, that's nice to see as well. Um, with, well, I don't know. I don't know what nicknames you come up with, but I'd probably use a darting nickname that I came up with, the, the Assassin. That's probably what you call me. But anyway, let's see. Well, then we'll do that. That would be good, yeah. Be, the Assassin. Be, the Assassin, yeah, that would be nice. Um, and uh, uh, Terry says, yeah, top of the riches. There you go. Yeah, so the top of the <laughs> Be, that'll be next week's show. It's, it's going to be good. That it's going to be excellent. What is this show come to? I know. Yeah, it's, it's degenerated into uh, into a comedy show. It used to be it used to be <laughs> serious stuff. This at one time. It's, it's just call me shadow. Fun. Call me shadow. <laughs> shadow. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because he lives in the shadows. Yeah, that's that's not good. Um, that's that's not a bad one actually, Tom. I quite like that. We might have to. That'll be next week. That'll have to be your name on the screen, Shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Triple M77 Shadow. What about Andreas? What are we going to call Andreas? Andreas yeah. needs a nickname as well. Marathoni Man. <laughs> that's already his nickname, anyway, isn't it? That's, that's his nickname already. Um, but no, Andreas is too sensible to have a nickname. Half Moon. <laughs> half Moon. Yeah, Half Moon. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Half Moon. There you go. Half Moon. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Anyway, oh, enough of all of that nonsense. Uh, it, is, <laughs> it is fun though, and it's, it's been yeah, it's it been a fun show actually. It is, yeah. to, uh, it's good to have a laugh as well, isn't it? You know, I know. You know, we take it seriously, and it's a serious issue. Obviously, the Arsenal women and everything else, and 
there's a few yeah. serious issues we have to talk about tonight as well um which was good but it's good to have some fun as well and it's always enjoyable so thank you to all you guys in the chat for making it um nice and fun as well and obviously uh to all you guys on the side there. So thanks, Andrea. See you next week, guys. And Matt and Amar, I'll see you Sunday for a watch along. Good game, hopefully. And uh, we'll see you next week again for the Arsenal Women's Show. More fun and games and, and Matt singing. So look forward to that. And take it easy. Have a good week, everyone. Enjoy the game for Sunday. And we'll see you all very soon. Take it easy. Speak to you soon. Come on, you gunners. Come on. Yes, come on. Somebody go up and you see it again. Over and over and over again.